thing for a while Been in this thing for a while You don't even know my pain You can't even match my style You don't even know this game Been in this thing for a while Been in this thing for a while Been in this thing for a while Yeah So you finally listened to the show, man, and we've yes. been we've been talking a little yes. bit prior to this moment. Uh, I'm very interested to see what you think about it as far as like you coming into it. You say you kind of a late bloomer, which is all good. We're gonna have plenty yeah. of those down the road, right? But something stood out to you. What was it that stood out to you like immediately? It was like, oh, yeah, I like this. What the man? The the first off the conversation. You don't you don't tune into many podcasts, um, specifically podcasts that with that with with people that look like us. Let me just go to that. Like, and they're having that deeper conversation. You know, um, I can get entertainment. I can get what's going on with Young Thug's trial. I can get you know what I mean. Like, I can get that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, um, I can get a lot of shit anywhere but the conversations that you guys are having you ain't getting that everywhere mm-hmm. like specifically um the joint with rich and uh growth and when he had the conversation you know he, i had a situation today ask another question like it's mm-hmm. just it's crazy how that ha- is becoming so relevant in in rich's life and uh mine today like i said i had a situation today and i just i, I asked another question and and found out a brother was dude was going through some shit deeper than what anything you know what i mean that, that i was saying so i'm just like he got some real shit going on so wow for sure so I, i've definitely been implementing that in my life even in my marriage like let me ask her something else because something this shit, <laughs> shit just don't seem right yeah boy <laughs> boy <laughs> hey boy that's the, the best place to use it with, is with, yes. the, with the ladies like, wait, wait, wait a minute wait a minute like let me because we be all the way off sometimes exactly. y'all hear the different voice mm-hmm. that's my man's school when we got y'all podcast culture garden podcast yeah. 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 excuse me I, I said the wrong thing but we we no, all we all under the same all the same brother. move exactly it's all, yeah. yeah met him through our good brother rich man mm-hmm. um i'm gonna let mo get into the the introduction and everything like, like that but just wanted to bring us back man it's been two weeks we back in the saddles mm-hmm. i think this is the first this is my first part of the new year i've been off on all the rest of them so yeah, yeah. you in the right place brother yeah, absolutely, man. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to start it anywhere else, brother. Like, I wouldn't yeah. want to start it anywhere. These are the most important conversations that I have off any other podcast that I do. All the other stuff is, you know, it's entertainment. That school was just saying, but this, this right here, like we said, this, this is stuff for the. These are seeds that are being planted, man. So we yes. got a co-author. We got mm-hmm. a co-author this episode. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the listeners through that out there, Mo. You want to get into it? Yeah, man. So, school man, he uh, reached out to me. Well, we we were on Culture Garden. Uh, that part of the show hasn't been revealed yet, but when it is, this is all like 
syncing perfectly because when that yeah. comes out, the whole collaboration is looking crazy in a good way. So, but uh, school reached out to me, man. We just started chopping up, having real men conversation, father mm-hmm. conversation, little marital vibes, and then of course some of the things going on in the zeitgeist. Cool brother, I've always like rock with him. Like uh, one of y'all listeners on Culture Garden, like was talking about like those funny moments that you be having on the show. And when she said it, I was like, "Oh, she's dead on," because that you do have those moments. So what she said, "Will you let Uncle uh, Uncle Ben hold your baby?" What, what was yeah, it? come on, man, bro from uh, Soul Food. Bro, yes, dog. <laughs> that, Feel me? So, yeah. So you you always really bring that. That's one of the superpowers that I've noticed on Culture Garden. You really bring that funny, even in the heavier. Uh, movies and I, I really enjoyed it and I've enjoyed our conversation and we're going to have many more but we definitely wanted to get you on I didn't think we were going to get you on this soon this quick but I'm so glad you're on today bro so hey man feel free this is a place to be vulnerable it's a place to feel Listen, comfortable man look let it's it out a, it, 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 those it's a pleasure. Not, for those who are not familiar tell them about Culture Garden and what it is that you guys do on the platform all right, so Culture Garden is a podcast that me, my brother, and our best friend Ray P started. It's basically um, giving flowers to the culture, man. You know, we see a lot of, just like I said earlier, it's a lot of entertainment podcasts, um, specifically about movies, but there's none really in that space of our culture, you know. We, and, and even when they do touch our culture, it's always the same Friday and the um, I can't think of anything else off the top, but you know the movies the Fridays, that they like, classic black, man, black you know, movies, baby boys, Jack City that, boys in the hood, all of those yes, things. Yeah. Yes, those movies. Like, but we touch on the five heartbeats. Um, just so many Inkwell. other movies. The Inkwell. That's a that's Brooklyn, a prime example. Say, yeah. mm-hmm. Movies that you can ask your white friend about, and he'd be like, "What, dude? Never heard of it." Like <laughs> those movies is what we do. Feel me. Um, yeah. And then I have my own thing. It's called School's Guilty Pleasures. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been digging deep into that, and it's and that's more of the of the realm of like I love bad good movies. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them just bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. I love them, man. It, it reminds me of sitting down with my uh, uncle at my grandparents' house, and he putting on some shit from you know the seventies. I'm like, what is this shit we watching? And come to find out, I fucking love this movie. Like, so what's your favorite it, it, bad good movie? Oh man, I have so many. It's crazy. Probably Clifford. Something you ain't even hip to, bro. I just said some shit. You don't <laughs> even know what I'm talking dog. about. With the dog? Nope. No, nope. not even with the dog. No, I ain't even hip on that. It's it. It has Martin Short in it, right? If you hip uh-huh. to Martin Short, I know Martin Short is, is white is a, the white man. Yeah. Yes, and he's yeah, really yeah. small. He plays a annoying ass little kid named Clifford, <laughs> bro. I, I I'm, I'm I might do that one real soon, bro. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm hoping that people are watching these movies people are like what is this shit he talking about you know what mm-hmm. i'm gonna check it out because mm-hmm. you'll be very surprised that movie is mad funny mm-hmm. i think i so, remember that vaguely so i'm gonna check that out yeah yeah and if you don't have the imdb app it's your it can be your best friend when it comes to these movies man oh yeah facts <laughs> yeah well yeah we glad to have you here man before we get into the zeitgeist and some of this craziness is happening <laughs> uh happy new year to everybody you know this is our first episode back so it's good to be back i wanted to check in with y'all uh we don't have to really have the holiday conversation like how was everybody's holidays because you know i i it's this is taboo we hear it all the time but i do want to more so have a conversation coming into the new year everybody's doing this push everybody's got resolutions we talk those type of things 
But I want to ask for real, like, what are you really doing to challenge yourself this year for real? Like, I'm not just saying it. I'm not just looking at it on the paper and just it looks good. I'm not just conversating with my my girl or conversating with my boys or conversating with my my dad or my people or whoever. I mean this when I say it out loud. Yeah. So I want to ask, I throw the ball in your court first, Spike. What is what are some of the things that you're trying to challenge yourself to get accomplished and you mean this for real? Some stuff is like B and C tier, like hopefully I'll get there. But the things that you're like, no, I'm getting it done. Oh, one getting one getting in better shape, man. I got on the scale over the holidays. It was oh, like, oh, oh, I can't believe I you know Come on, John, give us some give us some numbers, bro. But man, I can't even I can't even can't repeat even? the numbers that I seen. I ain't bro, never I, seen these bro. numbers on the scale before. I was like, I was like, it was to the point. I was like, this can't be right. Hey, this, this, this got to be something. Got to be wrong with this shit. Ain't oh right, man, uh, I'm so right yeah, there with you too. One million percent is getting into state, back in the gym, taking better care of myself from a health standpoint. Going to the doctor more, like very much so. Like go, y'all go to the doctor. Everybody out there, y'all go to the doctor. Make sure you take care of yourself because these goals don't even matter if you don't make it to them. So definitely going to the doctor. Go to the doctor. I'm going to say it again. Go to the doctor. Go get you a checkup. Go get whatever you need done. But make sure you go to the doctor and tell the truth. Like, they can't lock you up. They can't, like, they can judge you. Mm-hmm. But at least if you're telling the truth, they can make sure that you get what you need to be better. Facts. All right. That, that, on that side of it, um, two side of it is put myself, like, get out of a comfort zone of just doing this, recording it. And I got the goals accomplished that I wanted to with, put my imprint in the podcast space now it's time to take it to the next level to say hey i can sustain and do this for real real time full time all the time that i want to so making the proper steps to do that and that's going to take some uncomfortable stuff it's going to take a lot of grinding Mm -hmm. but i know if i can get to a certain i got a benchmark that i want to hit this year if i can get there it'll put me in a position the next year i can do that so grinding to get to that bookmark cutting some of the fat off some of the things i do as far as spending money Mm -hmm. making sure I'm allocating what I need to to sustain myself doing podcasting full time. Mm-hmm. So those are the for real, for real ones. Okay. Um, yeah, and everything else, you know, it falls under the. I, I want to do those for real, but you said they like second and third tier. But like those are the for real, for real. Yeah, those are the honorable mentions. Okay. But the for real, for real ones are there. What about y'all? Where's your school? Well, man, one one thing that I'm really working on. It's being a little bit more vulnerable with my with my wife. Um, wow. Talking a little bit more, man. Like it was a I situation earlier. Not to get too deep, but you know, it was times where we would just separate and just uh, we ain't gonna talk about that. But we talked, you know, on the thirty first about communication. So we made that. I made that move earlier to just communicate, figure out why. Like again, ask another question. Like, what's the issue? Cause I know it's deeper than that, and we figured out some shit earlier that was that was dope. It was a dope moment in my relationship. We've been together almost eleven years, so mm. to be How long y'all to been be married? doing. I'm sorry. How long y'all been married? Um, eight. Mm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, eight. Um, so for me to to do that was just, I mean, amazing. Um, and also, I think one of the toughest things that I that I have in my life is I have a stepdaughter. Um, she's 17. She just, she even got her license today. Like she was seven when I first met, you know what I mean? Like, wow. and we're at that point of like, 
I don't want to say awkwardness, but we just don't communicate. It ain't no beef, none of that, yeah. none of that type shit. Because I had a stepdad. Say Joe he, was, he was trash, is- but straight <laughs> 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 up, that's rich. He was trash, <laughs> um, but he was hey. a provider. You know what I mean? You know how that shit works, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I would be lying to say I didn't gain certain things from him. Like, like I said, he was a provider. Like, worked every worked two jobs to make sure anything that I needed, I had. We just never spoke. Like, I, I'm surprised if the nigga know my birthday. Like that type of situation. Mm. And I and I promised myself if I ever got into that, that I would not be that. But I find myself kind of slipping into certain aspects of that. And I just want to get out of that, man. Seventeen, she's gonna be eighteen. Life's hit, life's coming fast. You hear me? She just got her license. Like it's certain things that I want to be able to share with her. Um, and I also Do you have, have kids. Too? Yes, okay, I have. She's set. She'll be seven on the twentieth of January. So it's just a lot. I just want to be a better father. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like I, I definitely want to do that because time flies man mm-hmm. time flies mm-hmm. and and when you have kids they help you see time like i don't know oh, if people oh, realize man. that bro but every day they a new word a new this a new that like man it's mm-hmm. just it's insane so yeah i want to ask you and i'm gonna I'm I'm give mines as well but can i ask you on a sidebar what was it and i'm if i'm prying by any means stop me mm-hmm. but what was what made it so challenging for you you being an open book how you introed yourself mm. what made it what made it be so hard for you to to be vulnerable with your wife because obviously it's something on your end what what was the fear on the other side of the vulnerability um i want to say probably rejection a, another good episode from you guys when you was talking about um the rejection and it's hard to hear certain shit from people that you love you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yeah, yeah. This person claims they care about you, but they they coming at you a certain way. You like, hold on, you ain't never talked to me that way. Like, mm. but it's all out of love. Um, so so that's definitely that part okay. is is learning. I, I wanted to learn how to accept that better from people that love me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my mom's my mom's. Like I said, I had a I had a stepdad, but not much communication. Yeah. Um, but my mom was all. My mom always claimed one of the hardest jobs she's ever had to do was raise a man. Like, and she was tough on me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. tougher than she probably should be. And and I'm not stepping out of bounds if my mom hears this because yeah. she said this to me. Mm-hmm. One of her regrets as a parent is not kissing me more, not hugging me more. Like, because she had to be tough on me. Like, because yeah. my stepdad wasn't doing it, bro. Like, right. he, he he didn't he teach me that. Yeah, he was out there, you know, getting. Getting yeah. the bread, mm-hmm. so did it, did it feel like it was just because I'm eighteen, nineteen? You know, I taught a young man probably about five or six years ago. Uh, we was riding, and my tire blew, and on the side of the highway, and, and I pulled up, changed it real quick, and he got out the car, and I noticed he was like peeping me. I'm like, bro, you know how to change a tire? He like, for real, not for real. I'm like, nigga, get out the car, I got you, like. That shit was crazy to me And then I thought about it Like bro Most of us don't have No father figures We don't have nobody To do that And to teach us certain things Cause we We relying on our moms So heavy And that shit is crazy mm-hmm. um, So like I said earlier I just want to be A better father man And, and anyone I can help I want to help them Shit mm-hmm. Okay Um well, a couple of minds that I want to just at the top of the list as far as for real, for real, you know, first things first, 
uh, I got to put out roll the, the audio book is it is like way up there. Like I'm I'm really okay. ready to do that. Um, I know if there's anybody Rogue that, up there with detox, bro. Hey, oh, the, oh, <laughs> hey, 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 yo, detox, take it bro. easy, bro. <laughs> This guy, it's it, it's more it's more Carter Five, you know what I mean? It's more Carter Five. I wouldn't say detox. You know, okay, it's some more okay. of that kind right. of, you know. We ain't gonna go detox. That ain't never happening. But uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good pull on deck guy over here. Uh, but <laughs> no, seriously, because I I know for those that are kind of waiting on it, people like I'll pay and all this. I just where we were living with her grandpa, I just couldn't I couldn't get into. I didn't have the space to get into it because it's really you got to really act and now it's behind it's going to be behind a paywall so i don't want to cheat people out of the storytelling the the quality i've never charged before so i needed to be in a space now that we just moved that is like at the top of my list my wife knows i gotta i gotta get this done like you know so that is like at the top as far as for real for real and then i got a list here we sent to one another but let me see what's on kind of the uh Immediate, and then the other would be kind of like uh, school, like you know, of course, being a better father. But um, honestly, for me, just continue to like just represent God more. Like that is how that happens is just by uh, just continually trying to carry myself as a man and carry myself as a uh, God fearing man in regards to. just trying to love people have grace for people understanding for people as he does with all of us so you know just continue growing in that area of you know i remember years ago my friends told me i was judgmental and i i I remember i said bro no i'm not but then when i sat back and looked at i hated the fact that they said that but i was i was like bro i am judging i am judgmental but now that was years ago i'm and now i'm like okay in the same breath i'll i'll say something about somebody in the same breath i'll turn around like who am i though Look at me. Right. Somebody look at me. They would say, "Oh, look at you, you." Yep. You know, and that helps me. That grounds me and keeps me humble. Which is funny. We got a, a clip or whatever that we kind of spoke to, but yeah, that's those are the, probably the two things. Just to kind of put a bone and kind of like you two, just those things. Just carrying myself better as a man of God, and also just putting out that audio book this year. I like that. I like that. I want to. I want to piggyback just a tad bit off of what you was talking about with God. Mm-hmm. I also put on my list um, to read the Bible. I have I I even like downloaded this plan. If you read, I believe of something every day, you can do it in a year and a half or something like that. Okay. It might yeah. be even two years, but I want to I want to cut that short to about a year. Um, man, it, it's a lot. You know, not to get too deep into my story, but bro, when I was from like five to nine, I wanted to be a pastor. I bro, <laughs> my love for God is it, crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that, and our, and my relationship with God is that way too. Like, yeah, it's moments where I'm just like so into it, and then it's moments where I'm just like stepping back from them, and then I'm back in, and you know, and and the good thing about God is, He always meets you where He left you. He ain't, you know, no repentance, none of that. He ain't, He ain't mad at you for last week when you mm-hmm. said fuck him because that happens. People act like they don't be saying fuck God, but they do. In <laughs> so many words, yeah. In so many words, so many you know actions. I mean? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've cussed so, out. Do both God. of y'all brothers go to church. You go to mm-hmm. church too, school? Yes, sir. Every Sunday, I'm I'm in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my people try to get me to go with them over the holidays. I wouldn't go, man. Oh, I knew that was coming. 
what's crazy about me. What, what I, you? I go to church. <laughs> I love you, Spike man. I love you. Dude. <laughs> I told. I mean, I, I was I, just I looking at her like, on the church. But you can't blame yeah. me for asking. Look, <laughs> no, nah, you can't. Listen, that. that was real. She asked. Yeah. I, I go to church, but I can't stand like the the holidays, the church holidays, like mm. Easter and and, uh, and Christmas Eve, and because that's when those that's when people it's the, it's the generic. It's generic, yes. Yeah, very generic. You know, See, the people that that people that come every week and had a parking spot. My parking spot ain't there because this fool. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't go though, Mo. As you to your point, before we move on, it, it ain't that I don't have a, a respect for the church or, or what it may be, but. There was a certain point in my life where I used to go like every Sunday and Wednesday, like taking notes and all of that stuff. With I just felt like not that I learned everything, but I seen okay, I understand what this is. Like, I don't really have to go get no more experience from it. I still have a place in my world for God and universe and heavens and hell or whatever you believe in. But I just didn't need any more. And shout out to Bishop Walker at Mount Zion in Nashville. He was a hell, he probably one of the best preachers I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he was great with what he did. After I went through all of that, I went, this is maybe three years, four years straight, man. Mm-hmm. And I got baptized and all. I just felt like, okay, got it, downloaded, cool. Let me move on to the next mission in life. Mm-hmm. So I always find it interesting how people can continue to go each week. So you, you brothers, I love that for y'all. No, no, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I, I know what you mean too. I know, I, I know yeah. internally as far as the progression aspect of it. I, I know exactly, and that's a deeper conversation. But I know, I know yeah, what you mean. Talk about. I definitely know what you mean. But uh, nonetheless, yeah. Well, that's real quick goal. though, let me ask y'all something about church. So yeah, that was our goal. Let's move into the zeitgeist because somehow happened. And since we're talking about church, <laughs> Doctor U, did we we didn't talk about Doctor Umar here, did we? No, we, man. we took the break before then. Okay. Hey, and he said, "Listen, did you see him? Did y'all see him on the Joe Budden podcast? Did y'all see? I didn't. I, I haven't watched like, it yet. Enlighten me. Just go ahead. Just set set it up for us, Mike, because I, I definitely. Right. One of the things that he was talking about was how he he was saying that the black church was detrimental to the black community. So I'd love to hear you two brothers' thoughts on that. that you guys frequent church. He said that the three things that the black church it takes up too much time." members of the church with all the commitments that they have to do to it it takes up too much money as far as the tides and how much it takes to keep it up and those resources could be allocated elsewhere and he said it steals their ambition and he says a lot of black people in church will sit around waiting on jesus to help them versus taking the initiative and doing what they need to do they think that someone is coming to save them you two brothers being y'all go to church every Sunday what do y'all think about that thought process um I, I think um I think there's some truths in some of those things absolutely I mean I wouldn't I would not not say that but I also would say that let's talk about the benefits as well I guess mm-hmm. we, we, we love to hop on oh this is why it's not so we can feel better to do the worst things cool Let's 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 let's. So let's. you feel better to do yeah, the so worst thing. Yeah, I feel good now. I ain't got to worry about it. I ain't for you know. Yeah. we we do that. And but let's talk about the benefits too. Like we gonna let's say where it works and where it doesn't work, and let's find out the middle. Like some of our listeners when they be responding on, uh, another week of the book page was yelling in the phone like there's it's somewhere in the middle. You know, it's, <laughs> they always they hit me up like, man, I be yelling in the phone like yo, you know. But so uh, like I said, there's some truths to what he said, but I think that it's not just. 
while you can find three you know aspects that you feel it, it it holds up you can probably find three benefits of it as well i think that we do need to find a middle ground in how we can continue to continue to build uh to continue to reach and build the black community as well as all communities so um yeah there's some truth there but i, I just wouldn't leave it there you know uh i wouldn't well he didn't he and i'll let you cook with it for a second too school but he did say in his opinion there should be three things that every church offers the black community to offset those things okay. he said one should be schooling and he's talking about he's talking about big churches he, he ain't talking about oh yeah oh, you know, okay. the primitive the baptist joints. church up the street he's talking about the mega joints they got two hundred and fifty thousand. they can count on in ties and one shit like that like that's what he's talking about I'm he said DJ all of them Poo. should offer idea what I'm, I'm, i gotta give you the dj pool on that one all what right? you mean oh that's different <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's saying. He said he ain't gonna put those expectations on a smaller church because he said each of those churches to offset those things, a church should have his own independent schooling. Mm-hmm. They should have gardens where people can go get their own, um, get their own like foods and learn oh, how to grow it. And, and so, mm-hmm. food, garden, banks. He said each independent church that size should also have a bank mm-hmm. where if their members need money, they can borrow it and have a, a borrowing system. Yeah. So he didn't leave it at y'all just voice and he did leave it at. You know, these are the things that, from me looking at it from the outside looking in, it should happen. Okay. And that will put it in a better, you know, place. Listen, I'm I'm definitely not mad at that. Um, especially, I'm I'm never mad at someone who says certain things and has a plan. Yeah. Because it sounds like he he kind of has a plan on on what he thinks should be done. Now, here's my thing with with big churches, and I. I Rich can vouch. I had this combo with him probably last week. I said to him, I said, bro, do you think that our ancestors specifically, let's say our great grandparents and, and, and beyond, do you think they get to heaven and see Jesus who, according to the Bible, Jesus ain't white. Now, we all done been to our grandparents' house, our great-grandparents' house, and they got that poster of dude uh, who we Caesar, all know is... Caesar Borgia. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci's boyfriend. Caesar Borgia. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. like straight up. Like, mm-hmm. and, and do you think they get to heaven and be like, hold on, who is this dude? Because <laughs> my grandmother, bro, I've I, I yeah. witnessed my grandmother argue my, my mom and a couple of my aunts and uncles down that that's Jesus. That is Jesus. Like, right, well, yeah, baby, you know, that's not I Jesus. Know, Mama, I love you, but goodness. I love you, but we got to take white Jesus out these churches, man. Yeah, like, no, that's, that, that's my issue that I'll be having. It's I like, definitely got that issue, too. Jeez. You know. About uh, how Jesus looks. No, yeah. I, I, it, 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 it just shouldn't be any image. Like that's that's the 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 point, and there's deep there's there's a uh, scripture that backs that up as far as you know graven images and things like that. But I don't want to go, I don't want to go too deep in that that pocket because it's this is something that will require more than one episode to have conversations about. Oh, and it yeah, would, sure. And it would also the the foundation in which it starts and builds on would have to be. A, a, it it would it would need more than what I think we have in this yeah. this session. But it's but shots out to Umar though. Like mm-hmm. I like I like him having a plan. You know I, yeah. I'm glad that I, I I I'm definitely over the 
you need to, you know, the pointing the finger thing and then nothing comes from you. You're just telling yes. people this is the problem. Like I, mm-hmm. I had to get out of that space. We talk about rappers, you know what I'm saying? We talk about entertainment and I'm getting mad at like the industry and stuff. But then it's like, well, what are, what are you doing to help change any of that? You just talking about them and telling them you stupid or you ignorant or you dumb or you make us look bad. But then what are you doing to change that? And I like that. We'll talk more about accountability coming next week. But <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? What else we got, Spike, for this episode, man? Speaking of the t- topic, before we get into the zeitgeist, is black etiquette, integrity, and class, which I'm really interested to hear about. Mo and Ku- in school cooked this up. I can't wait to hear what they got to, to say on it and, and to chime in on that. But before we get there, unless you've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours, <laughs> you've seen Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay. Man. He was on the, that man was on there throwing bombs. He was got he it. was like Ooh. Steph. He was like Steph Curry. He was pulling up from the dough. And y'all want to talk, we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot of things were said in that interview about a lot of his peers in the industry. I'm calling them his peers. I don't even know if he looks at them that way based on what I heard. Mm-hmm. My question to you and how we'll frame the conversation and, and talk about it even more in some of the stuff that he said, if you guys watched it, how do you feel? Up, did he, how do you, how do you like his approach on calling out people that look like him in the same industry as him, his peers per se? How do you like his approach on how he called him out? Is it okay, Paul, for the course he's a comedian? Would you like, would you have liked to seen him approach it in a better way? Or you were just entertained by it? Like, how did you look at that? Um, uh, who, you going first, Mo? Or? No, no, you got it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first off, let me say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, Cat Williams, uh, to an extent and let me say to an extent because um as if you if you know me i don't know if you can see my right hand if you're watching i'm a diehard michael jackson fan oh, that's fire I, right there. I don't play about mike and he's always taking too many shots at mike for me um i'm such a mike fan that i know it's pete i know it's i know that the comedians and the actors that's taking shots at at mike and people look at me like, damn, he did? Like, bruh, yes. I, I know that person. I'm not a big fan of Oprah. Like, it's a, it's a few people. I just don't, I don't rock with them. John Legend, just can't rock with you. Like, take too many shots at my dog. Um, John Legend took shots at Mike? Yeah, 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 yeah. John Legend. Yeah, Robin Williams. Put, I, I got to put you on a podcast with uh, about Michael Jackson's legacy. It's an interesting conversation piece. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm down, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and yeah, so... Um, I, he's from Dayton, Cincinnati area. He's, I mean, he's big here. Dayton, um, Cincinnati area. Yes, yes. Oh, you so, talking about Cat? Okay, I'm Cat Williams. Yes. So, uh, Cincinnati and Dayton is like 45 minutes away from each other. Say, don't take Mike away from Indy. Now, hold on. Now, no, 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 no. <laughs> Gary, Indiana. Shout out <laughs> I say, to don't take. I'm from Indy now. Like you know hey, what I mean? No, no, sir. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm a I'm a um I'm a I'm a avid fan of him. I listen all of his stand-ups, all all 19 of them. I've, I've seen them all. Um and it's a couple that he stumbled on, but as far as I'm concerned, I I honestly I believe everything he said. Like it it's a few things where I was like, "All right, bro, just answer the question. You're doing a lot of 
a lot of stumbling and if you if somebody threw the ball at you at 15 feet would you move or would you stand there like shit like that is like stop bro just say what you gotta say yes or no uh did you do it did you did you not was he this or was he not um so very entertaining did you watch the whole thing every every minute (laughs) and it's so much that you know i you would have to bring up certain parts for me to remember everything because yeah. he just was he was he was going in bro but one thing i definitely remember is is that steve harvey wearing that man unit bro that shit is hilarious bro it seems so obvious unit. now right yes the man unit is crazy bro. Hurt, hurt, hurt my feelings <laughs> when i found it out that was like that that was it's, not it's, as bad as wrestling being fake bro yes. i ain't gonna cap like then we couldn't have imagined it, but now nigga look at it like of course that was a weird like look at this shit, bro. Yep. Yeah. Hit the hit the community, it hit the community hard. No, um, the, no, the for sway, not sway, but um AJ. When I found yeah. that out, that that yeah. it was it was after the fact though. But like yeah. AJ with the fake dress, them joints was getting longer. Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway. Oh man. My bad. Go ahead, Spike. My bad. <laughs> no, that's on you. You tell what would you think? Did um, you watch any of it? How did you I, I feel did like not. I None of it. it. I I only seen that 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 short clip that was in our in our group text. So uh, based on that short clip, and I can only imagine like that probably was just the, the scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we talk about approach. Me and my wife was even having a conversation because she's been kind of tapped in here, so she was filling me in a little bit. But that is the challenge. This is the thing that I challenge. Uh, what I think Cat Williams is going through in this very moment is that people have what I think happened is Spike. I mean, I'm about to say Spike. Cat. People have been speaking on him for years, and then he reacts. They highlight his reaction. They they lowlight all of the people talking about, yep. or people have connections and say, "Hey, hey, cut that, shut that, hey, hey get that, that don't even." Mm-hmm. So he's getting these rumblings in the industry. And he's constantly hear his name brought up. But then they highlight again what Kat says and they make him look crazy and make him look ignorant, make him look, oh, he doing the most, oh, he this and that. But I think after a while, something like this, I'm like, okay, there's got to be some truth to some of this stuff he's talking about because people are getting it off without the highlight. So I think that he his feelings are probably rightfully to to be felt. However, my I'm having a hard time figuring out what's the approach when you're right but you don't want every it, I guess my my what I'm struggling is if you know something about somebody how good enough is it for you to say I know this and you know that I know this versus I know this and I need everybody else to know this that is the challenge that I'm trying to figure out because you, we've all had people in our life, right? Where it's like, uh, oh, oh, nigga thought he was slick, but I know, I know who mm-hmm. you really is, and you know mm-hmm. I know who you are, but I'm gonna hold it down, mm-hmm. it's not like because I chick, owe you. It's like when a chick tell your nigga was dirty macking, like, <laughs> boy, yeah, boy, man. like, like, and you know it, but you, you like, really yep. said this about you, you like, what mm-hmm. that nigga said, what, bro, mm-hmm. and so, you have to decide like what I'm gonna do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. So that's why I'm challenged that. Do do you need to and I I'm gonna throw the ball in your court. I'm I'm trying to process it a little bit more because I'm okay. I don't know in the industry it's a different set it's a different 
it's different code of ethics. It's a different set of rules. It's not really like us everyday people hustling, grinding, families, and you know, living you know the regularness of life, so to speak. So I don't know the. the I'm not tapped into how the industry, how you are set to move in that mm-hmm. space. I don't even throw know if it's just industry. I think even and y'all chime in whenever y'all want. Even us as men, I think it, it goes to. And I listened to maybe an hour of the interview. I ain't go to full two thirty-five, but a lot of what I was getting from it with Cat Williams is y'all niggas don't understand how cold I am. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are under the impression that I'm the same as the rest of these niggas is doing this. And what I'm here to tell niggas is I'm way. We see this all the time in rap. I'm way better than these niggas. Don't even put me in the same category as this. Yeah. So as the kids say today. He went in there willing to stand on business because he understand how good he is at what he do. And I think a lot of times us like even removing it from the industry mode where we would struggle in our responses to stuff is like, oh, how confident am I in what I'm saying or doing? Like, I know this nigga got me fucked up. We've established that. Like yeah. We established that this nigga got me fucked up. But then even in him having me fucked up, was it some truth there? Like where did he get the thought from that he could even come at me? And then that's kind of kind of gauge my response to oh yeah, this this nigga, this poop putt, like try to come at me. That See, you you gonna be at an even higher level, like nah, cause like bro, somewhere along the line you had me all the way fucked up. Or right. if it's somebody that you kind of had respect for, you're like, I can't believe this nigga said that. Is this some truth to that? Like mm-hmm. some self doubt started setting, and you're like, "Hold on, man! I thought this nigga fucked with me, and I'm hearing this nigga say this behind my back or doing this moving kind of funny, making it hard for me to get where I need to be." So I think a lot of Cat Williams' response was, "I am better than all of these people that y'all are putting in, the, like that are talking about me, that are considering like y'all putting me in the same categories. If them niggas not even in my league, mm-hmm. and that's what got into the oh, I read three thousand books in a year, or I was." performing at five years old he was then giving his credentials to why i'm like giving it to giving it up like this so i think a lot of it as because he's an entertainer like school said it was very entertaining mm-hmm. as far as the interview but a lot of that had to do with y'all are disrespecting the shit out of me and y'all not better than me same like we can go to jay-z and nas like i, I know this yeah. nigga not. like when nas opened us i know this nigga not talking about me you mm-hmm. Nigga, you love yeah. my style, nigga. You was on like, like, come on. And, that's when niggas see, turn all the way up. That okay. that's my thing too. I I think that I agree a thousand percent with what you're saying. And a lot of it has to do with, like, all right, prime example. Ke- Kevin Hart did an interview on Breakfast Club mm-hmm. uh, maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. and and it was about. This is around the time where Cat Williams went in on Tiffany Haddish. Like he he went in on Tiffany Haddish, and then Kevin Hart came back and was saying that you know Cat Williams was on drugs and take a you know take a step back from the liquor. And then studios wouldn't fuck with him. Yep, yep. He couldn't get no job. Exactly. And then we found that kind of not to be true because Kevin, I mean Cat Williams, then released a, a joint on I think Netflix, and it's like okay, so that's a lie. Um, and then Kevin Hart also had that car accident where we still to this day don't know what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which mm-hmm. ultimately shows us that when you're on top, you can make anything disappear. And 
and I think I've I've learned that being a part of you know uh, the entertainment part of you know learning about movies and and and, and yeah. researching movies and movie scripts and how I'll give an example. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. There's a diss track that Jermaine Jackson made about Michael Jackson. Um, I remember that. The I song is called it. like Too How Bad. Are you huh? How old are you, school? Uh, I'll saying. be 35 in June. Yeah, I, I'm old enough to remember that the beef yes. between Jermaine and Michael. Yes. Damn. He made a diss track and it probably played 60 times. Mm-hmm. By the 61st time, Mike was on the phone with whoever he needed to be on the phone with. And that whoever, shit went away. Whoever played that shit, you never get Michael Jackson records. You will again. never get a Michael Jackson track yeah. ever again. And it's 1993. What? Not, no Michael Jackson track. Shit. Click. They never played that shit again. So if, if, if Kevin Hart calls and says, hey, if you have Cat Williams up here, you ain't never going to get to. Come on. Kevin Hart bought the Breakfast Club, the cheers that they have in their studio. Like, if you got it. You yeah, can, Kevin you Hart, can say yeah. whatever. And, and I think that was one of the things that he was going in and on the interview about. Like, yeah, these yeah. niggas got more popular friends than I do. Yep. They may have a better cut. Like, they may have a better network because I'm Cat Williams and I choose to speak my truth versus them niggas is going to cater to being in the entertainment industry, for yeah. lack of a yeah. better word. So, of course, I'm not going to sit on Breakfast Club or go to all these different places and, and rebuke what. Uh, Kevin Hart is saying because he got connections with them people. Them his people. Exactly. He said he bought the chairs in the studio. Mm-hmm. Or his, I'm in production with Charlemagne, and we got five, six podcasts or movies or whatever yep. it may be. And me and DJ Envy doing this or exactly. whatever else platforms that you may do. So I, I, I do get that, and again, I get his frustration with it. And I, I appreciate him being able to tell his truth and being confident in it. Like I always say on this show, I love. I love one of my favorite things is seeing when people are confident in what they do, whether it be like a motherfucker playing, the, like you see the motherfuckers, you want they want you to tip them, they playing the guitar mm-hmm. out on the sidewalk or whatever it may yeah. be, like a motherfucker that can really get in their bag and be like, no, nah, I'm I'm cold. Yep. And, and, and they and they lean into it. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things. And that's what he did in this interview. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. He did it. He did it in that in that uh the, the situation in Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. With uh, mm-hmm. with the Wanda and and that back and forth, like, he I remember that. One. I remember yeah, he, that. He addressed it. He was like, he, a, a lesser tier person tried to come for me. Like, of mm-hmm. course, I'm gonna, I'm going to destroy you. Like, cause you thought you could come in here and play with me. Listen, you've been playing with everybody else to do what I do, and you thought you could get away with it. Just like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna show you what this life about. And yep, and and just like he said, I did it. I didn't disrespect black women. I didn't. Yep. I, you know what I mean? Like, people, I, really, like I, I kept it straight word. to her. It was a little sass, though. I guess. It was required. It was the, the sass was required. Nah. She came for him, bro. No, 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 no. I ain't saying not to come back, but the sass, though. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, the sass. What, sass? what, what that mean? I think you, that's, you, 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 you're going back and forth with her, and we're talking here. Yes, but that's Cat Williams. Yeah, but because you're playing right? with me, though. Like, stop, pl- Paul. I'm, stop yeah, playing with me. But like, I'm not going to use think- my hair as a man. I don't care if it's perm, locked, twisted, faded, oh, lined up. I'm not going to use my hair as the ammunition to compare to your hair and use it as a way to get at you because you disrespect. <laughs> no, I'm going to get at your hair. I ain't going to say nothing. You're going to see my hair, but I'm just going to get at you about yours. 
I that his, like he said his main job is to be funny though and that's no, funny. He, he, he that's got funny. it off. Like and that's just say he he rightfully so like I said he ain't coming off black women just her. I I didn't like that then. When I seen that mm-hmm. then a couple years ago I was like ah, yeah. Cat. yeah. I don't know, bro. That and was you're not speaking in the sense of him going too far. You just think it was like not manly of him to do so. I just think he could have took a different approach. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that because I don't now, know who he know. I don't know if anybody ever heard this podcast. He probably knows some goons for real. But I'm just saying it. It, it did come off. A, I don't know if I would have took that approach. If I'm gonna come at you and we going, we doing this now, right now, in real time, because so, you got me messed up. I just don't know if I'm gonna use my hair versus your hair as like the approach. But this is years ago. It's not the actual uh, right moment, which brings so me I, to this. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, school. No, I was gonna ask. See if I can touch base on that real quick. I don't know if any of you have ever heard this because I could just be tripping. My mom always told me that when it comes to a black woman, her hair is her crown. Yeah. And I think that has something to do with that. Like he knows you see, I mean, to me, I'm a man. Her hair looked good to me. I didn't see the issue. Even the little shit he was saying to her, like it didn't make me no, never mind. I know I have the dreads and they the locks and shit, but Mm -hmm. When I get in that chair, bro, I tell my stylist, do what you do. Like, I don't ask for nothing. I don't, whatever I leave with is what I get. Like, um, so I'm not real familiar with that. But my mom has always taught me because she always, you know, every two weeks goes to get her hair done, especially when she didn't like it. She would say that, like, you know, my hair as a black woman is my crown. Like, so I don't know if that's, like I said, he was just trying to, you know, make her feel a certain way about her hair because she he knows how important, how that, important is that is so that's mm-hmm. to her. Or to a black woman, so I—that's not me defending them. I'm just saying. No, I no, the approach is there. About. Go at it. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we doing this. You, you know how you do when you about to go with somebody. You look them up and down. I'm like, okay, we doing mm-hmm. this. All right, what about what about your what about your lineup though? Like, of right. course. So I'm right. not mad at that. I just I'm not going to use my hair as the defense to go be to go offense to your hair like i that's mm-hmm. all i'm saying regardless everybody right. know i'm permed out i'm cat i'm you know money mike they know that <laughs> but i am not i'm gonna let other people use it in the comments say hey, man, cat william hair look better than hers oh, okay cool they saying it but i'm yeah. not gonna ever use my hair as a man to say it looks better than your hair as a woman like if yeah. i'm going at you that's all i I'm think saying. that's I think that's just him and his persona. He's always have, talking yeah. about his hair. Because yeah. he ASAP 19 inches long, no term. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's just him. School, you got a stylist and a barber? Or you just yes, yes, him? sir. Yes, sir. That's fancy, boy. That's fancy. <laughs> nah, he get to it. He clean, boy. That boy clean, boy. Nah, nah, not at all. And so you got what Cat Williams is coming from. He's like, nigga, nah, I'll take care of this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, know this. Play. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. Don't play. Act like you know. Don't make me flex. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, Mo, did you get anything else from that? You, are, do you plan on looking at it? Or you ain't like, where, where you at with it? Uh, I, I probably... Uh, I, I probably won't now that we're doing this, but I, I guess just for me, my mama asked me that I see this. She texted me today. Listen, I mean, she can't wait. It's worth. It's worth. I, a I'll listen. check out. The, I'll check out that thirty one. I check out that thirty one. But what right. I'll say, what I'll say is just for the another week in a book conversation is, what do you do though? Like seriously, like when. Let's say we're in that space, right? Like, if we're in this space, y'all with Kosher Garden, us with another week in the books, you're in that space, and you, it's been years, and you know there's like, let's just say there's some other podcasters that are always like kind of subtly jabbing at you. You didn't really know they was jabbing on their podcast because you don't even listen to their podcast. Right. Somebody be like, oh, you know, these niggas over here, they trying to do this, you know, 
black uplifting thing like they having these deep conversations. These niggas ain't talking about nothing like or like oh they over here doing they movie reviews. Man, niggas know nigga we been doing movie reviews two years before them, but now they want to come like they doing something new, reinventing the wheel. Like you start to find out these rumblings, and then finally you get to your level of frustration, and you're like, okay, this week on my platform, it's time to speak. That's where I'm like, what is the approach? Because at what what cost is your persona your identity worth when it comes to response because that to me i mean a cat gonna be cat so he can get that off but a person like a spike little person like a school person like amari's hunt right well you can even not, broaden it even broaden it like everyday motherfuckers in every, this okay every day it's well, a nigga that's at work would, right now and the other nigga going man he don't be doing his job right. bro. he don't he don't, okay. he don't, he don't drive faster than me or right. he'll pick up the carts faster than i do i'll be the first saying? one at the job yeah. last one at the yeah like yeah what do y'all think like somebody's coming at y'all in some kind of way in some fashion over your life or whatever it's like do you go into it think about i gotta i gotta hold my myself down who i am at the end of the day more than i gotta let this person know because they way out of pocket and i've heard it for the last time which one is more of the the value in the, in the situation see i think this is gonna stem down to personality okay mm-hmm. we're gonna see where our, our three personalities stand with for me i'm more of a let the work speak for itself unless unless it was completely disrespectful and i have to address it but for me i'm more of a let the work speak for itself guy so even in the context more you saying what well, motherfuckers were talking about your podcast this and third i'm still gonna grind i i ain't necessarily gonna put out ether or yeah i ain't gonna put out uh hit them up or nothing like that 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 probably not gonna happen for me but i am gonna keep that shit in the back of my head and anytime i can make it hard for you I, i'm definitely gonna do so because i plan on working hard enough to be in that motherfucker while you gonna have to go through me at some point if it right. ain't today like you crying to some motherfucker today about my work and your work but when it get to a point where we both hit the top and you might have to i gotta have a conversation with spike lou now because we both like yeah i'm saying that now you like uh <laughs> reference rich menace society you know you're fucked up right? <laughs> yeah. you know you're fucked up right yeah and that's that that's i i live for those verses uh-huh. Just airing a nigga out like Cat Williams do. Okay, However, right. I do understand yeah, the Cat yeah. Williams approach. That's mm-hmm. just not my personality. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's gonna be uh, okay. This nigga think he he thought I was one of them ones, but he really finna see that I'm one of them ones by the work that I put in, mm-hmm. the benefits that I get from that work. And then when it's really time, when it's really time to have the conversation, when both of us need some, oh, you had you had to come to me, didn't you, bro? Ah, oh, look mm-hmm. where we at now. Still mm-hmm. gotta go through Chicago. Yeah, he still gotta come through here, bro. All trains, yeah. my nigga. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I'm at with it. What's say you two? Okay, it's cool. What do you think, man? I, I I gotta take the cat approach, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta I gotta I gotta call you out. And, you and, it, and, I, and I think it, huh? Did you ever rap? Was you ever a rapper? <sighs> For about six months. <laughs> All right, okay, never mind. All I, I, I was about months. to go on a deep theory, but go ahead. Anyway, continue. For about six months, and and and, and uh, I lost some recordings. I, me and my boy, we was recording up some shit, and I lost it. And I just, it, 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 that was it. it and that was it for me. I think that count though to your theory that you was from the side. If I understand what you trying to go with, man, like you gotta <laughs> have that in you to be a rapper. <laughs> That's what, that yeah, is, like, you gotta have like the nigga right. to be like. I got this taste for niggas and I ain't, they might not even know my yeah, name, like nigga, but I still got that this track. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think they go with the theory you was about to head okay. to it, man. <laughs> 
hey, yo, I, 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 I gotta, um, I gotta speak on it, and it really depends on, you know, the level, how, how long it's been going on, because let's be honest, Cat has been getting jabbed for a while now. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's been getting jabbed for a while now, and like I said, I don't believe half the, I don't believe most of the shit he was saying was false, like. You know, the Steve Harvey calling Steve Harvey out about, you know, not wanting to be a movie star, him and Cedric. And but he oh, took jabs at Bernie Mac. We know Steve Harvey and Bernie Mac were not on good terms, mm-hmm. you know, at all, because Bernie Mac was becoming a movie star. Um, and we talked about it on the um, <laughs> head of state uh, episode of the culture garden, which is out now on all platforms. Uh, you can check that out. Yeah. But we, we discussed that about Bernie Mac becoming a movie star. Like he was, he was there mm-hmm. and Steve Harvey just didn't like that shit. So he tried to hate on that man as much as possible. So it's yeah. not, it's not out of the, um, it's not out of the ordinary for you to hear Steve Harvey's on some sucker shit. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's funny you say that because, and I'll let you get to yours, Mo. If a mo, if, if if the roles were reversed, and someone had been like, "Man, Bernie Mac was hating on Steve Harvey," we would all look at that like, "No, <laughs> bro, that don't sound right." It don't sound like, right. But as soon as a nigga be like, "Ah, oh, Steve Harvey was hating on Bernie," you like, "Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent. That makes yep. sense." So yeah, you got it. Your your personality is in in question. Well, not even question, but people judge you at all times just for these moments. Like you see the little shit that Steve Harvey do, some of the little comments that he make, and then when it comes to an accusation like this, the majority is like, "Yep, I know." Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, made that call. You got to mm-hmm. people for those that don't know. The word person is in persona. <laughs> so no matter how long you want to hold up this persona, the person, the person of you is still will show up good. at some point yes. in the persona. So slow wind up, but that was good. That was slow wind up. You almost lost me for a second. Man. Oh my that god. Really, bro? Five seconds, goodness gracious. This guy no wonder hey. he don't go to church no more. Oh, it's just right. mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, no, no, seriously. It takes too long to get to the <laughs> it point. It takes too long to get to the point. Yeah, like nigga, tell me what you're trying right. to say. 45 minutes later. Nah, uh <laughs> oh, go ahead, school. Continue. What I'm I, I, my bad. Go ahead. Nah, man. I was I, I just gonna say what you uh, trying to play off what you say when motherfuckers say uh assume. Mm-hmm. Ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the the approach for me is uh, I'm I'm more of the I'm it's similar to Spike in some ways where it's like I'm let the work speak for me. It's like oh yeah, because I've had moments at work like all of us probably had moments at work where they'd be like, hey uh, you know uh, school I, I or you know I say I, I I see something and it looks like you might have missed this out and then they'd be like, oh I'm sorry I, I figured out that oh I I, I that wasn't you I I ended up figuring it out it was something else and you. Some people got the approach like, yeah, I, I thought I did it right because, uh, you know, I, I knew I set it up and everything. But then I'm the person that like when that happens, like, hey, Maurice, I thought that, you know, that, hey, it seems like you missed this. Did you not notice this or nothing? And then they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just read the email. I see that you already did. I'm more the person like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like to I like to let it brew with people. So when it comes to like responding, because I do I, I do like to make sure my character is not in question at this age at this age of 33 i like mm-hmm. to make sure that my character is not in question from what i do now how people want to right. feel is what they want to feel you you're not a hero in everybody's book you're not a villain in everybody's book so it, you'll be who you, who they want you to be in their book but that's their book however for my book i gotta make sure i'm standing on business in my way so when it comes to that 
anytime. Now there are moments where I I will do these subtle versions of that where I will start to be like, you know, people just funny. Now you might get a little bit of reaction, but you're not gonna get nothing like that where I'm pulling out the you know the AK and just you know letting it letting it you know go crazy like a cat. But yeah. you will get these like subtle like you know people funny man. It's just yeah you know it I, might I, be I just find people funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sarcastic. I'm gonna uh, definitely get my charged up on. I ain't gonna go back to back. But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get my charged up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just letting you know, like, hey, you know. So, uh, but I mean, nonetheless, every man, um, every man has a responsibility. I feel to represent themselves and who they represent as far as their girl, uh, they they family, they people, they lineage. They everybody has a responsibility in how they represent themselves. At the end of the day, when you go to bed at night, how can, how do you feel about yourself? You know, if this is us, do we feel good about going crazy on everybody like that? Or do we feel better about, hey, look, I stood on business. I handled myself and I could have, you know, like like the words of Birdman, like I seen you out there. I could have pulled up on you, but I didn't think that was yeah. gangster. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I could have, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, everybody, every man has a responsibility and you just got to be OK with who you are and how you respond to things when you go to bed at night. So that's a fact. Yeah. That's and a I, fact. I think, I think Cat Williams was satisfied with it. <laughs> yeah, like he definitely was. Yeah, he did. And he too, man, was. just did you see did you see the part of the interview when uh he he mentioned his net worth? Mm-mm. Did you I guys see that. that part? Well it's a part in there where Shannon Sharp says uh you know something about his net worth and he said he looked it up. He said, man, listen, I looked up my net worth and I had that in my pocket. When I <laughs> what they say my net worth is, I had that in my pocket. Hilarious. And I've and I've heard celebrities say that. I've heard Lil Wayne and a couple celebrities mention like that shit that y'all see that says that's my net worth, that's not real. Like that's not yeah, they it, it it depends on like whatever they report and pay taxes on that's where those websites get that information from. And even when you're talking yeah. about uh, a source like Forbes that'll give you the network that's still only what they're reporting or what they have their name in like you're not speaking for yeah. cash you're not mm-hmm. speaking for offshore stuff that they don't got their name in so yeah that those network that shit is bullshit I, I seen a I seen a comment today on on that uh Cat Williams video and I thought it was very I thought it was a dope line it said uh Cat Williams will tell you a joke but he definitely won't tell you a lie <laughs> and I was like, I can feel that. Yeah. That, that the point. only the only time he ever really been down in my book is the Michael Jackson jokes. And when he had that 14 year old whooping his ass. Other than that, oh, man. he always been good with me. That hey, was that's the that, only to me, that that's the only was, flaw in his resume. I still want to know dog, what happened with that bro. Dog, dog, dog. That's where Kevin was getting at you high off. Cause Kevin ain't like anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's why that's Kevin how he was able to get that drug did. shit off. That's how yeah, he was able to get that exactly. drug shit off. Because he got beat up by that kid. Yeah, yep. that was all right. That was why. But I will say, moving Damn. on, we can get it to our, our our subject for this uh evening. But um, Shannon needed this though. Like, that's, 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 Shannon, you know, that's, like, that's what that. I was about to say. I did. I'm glad you said that. This speaks to not only did he go up there and get his shit off Cat Williams. This speaks to the brilliance that he has as an entertainer to captivate the the internet for at least the last 36 hours Mm -hmm. he knew what he went up there to do Mm -hmm. and like you Mm -hmm. said shannon ricky smiley done been on there cedric the entertainer they didn't been on there Mm -hmm. i didn't look at one second of those interviews bro nope 
as soon as that Cat Williams dropped, I remember the day before Shannon was like, okay, this one to fuck the internet up. I'm like, okay. That's what- Here go these niggas promoting like they do promoting these interviews. I'm, I'm, I'm as I'm soon glad- as we seen that first clip, it was like, oh no, he, he really is going to fuck the internet up. Mm-hmm. And I'm that speaks to Cat that. Williams' brilliance, bro. Yes. I'm I'm glad you said that. I, I follow Club Shay Shay, but I barely I barely watch it. I do watch the little clips that they set up, but I saw that. It said premieres January 3rd at midnight. Like this is gonna break the internet. And I'm like, man, you talking that shit. Everybody wanna break the internet. And mm-hmm. buddy O'Pal. Yes, and Cat Williams showed up and fucking delivered. And that's what he do, though. Mm-hmm. Like, no, and that's what, what he do. And that's why this is, the interview is so credible. Because as he tells a story about next Friday, I mm-hmm. showed up and I showed out. Nigga, I wrote all that shit. I, they, mm-hmm. they had the, the pimp getting raped in the bathroom. Nah, that ain't funny, nigga. It would and be I more funny that. if this. And, and that, I believe all of that. Like, his it. track record lines up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's believe it. Cat, I think. Man. Come on, man. They. They. The, the Damon character was set up to rape someone that whole movie like it would have been a much I, I if, like I 1 million percent agree that would have been much less funny had he got raped yeah like and, and think about it if the that fact was, that if, he got out of that and I'm a man and, I'm a mm-hmm. boy Damon I'm all of that Damon. shit that's that probably was, the funniest scene in the that is the movie, funniest bro. scene Hell yeah. Shit. If you can say, hold on now, working with a monster. Yeah, bro. Hey, he's in there clown. <laughs> you hear me? Yo, that's exactly what that that's it. That's where I'm gonna drop the mic right there. That's what yeah. Cat Williams just did to the game. Yes. Absolutely. He did that to the whole game. Like I'm a boy, Damon. Yeah, he yeah. came out with the pliers yes. with everybody <laughs> on the pliers. All y'all, bro. All y'all, bro. Facts. Yeah, I, man. All right. I'm listening, Mo Bring us in. Yeah, so uh this week, man, uh I'm I'm gonna throw the ball in, in school's uh court. We're talking about black etiquette, man. integrity, and class. Man. This is a very interesting subject, and I'm glad that y'all are still with us. Y'all know we like to get our stuff off, just have a little fun from time to time, because that's a part of these conversations. You know, you got to build towards these deeper conversations in real time, and we're doing it here on the podcast. So school came up with this and this is something we're going to do moving forward anybody that is a guest uh, another co-author or illustrator however we want to call them on this we like to we're going to start putting the ball in their court challenging them to come up with something they want to have a conversation about in a vulnerable way here on another week in the books school hit me and, and i asked him like hey man i want you to start thinking about something you want to talk about he sent me a couple of voice notes that were hilarious and i know that wasn't even the beginning of it all yeah. And so, with that being said, school, we like to always check in and ask, how did you come up with this subject, man? All right. So, look, uh, podcasting ain't, ain't ain't paying the bills. So, like most of us, I have a real job, a real mm-hmm. nine to five. Mm-hmm. I've been working since I was sixteen years old. My first job was Foot Locker, retail. Me, me too. Yeah, yeah. So you already know what it was like, man. I was that nigga, you know, you get the shoe connect. Um, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right to it. <laughs> um also side note, I love to cook. I'm a cook, hell of a cook. You know, I bake all that shit. I, I you know, I was raised by my mom, my whole my mom's side of the family, everyone in there can cook. It's a lot of us. Um, so around eighteen I got into the cooking side of that. Um, you know, one of my first like major cooking jobs was Red Lobster. Um, so I, I've been part of that industry for a while. 
now, so probably since 2015, I've worked in a Mech for a Mexican grill. One of the, the most famous Mexican grills there is, right? Mm-hmm. When I say it, it, it gets so bad um, that I've we've had to have armed security not once, not twice, but at least three different times from people that look like me and you saying they're going to shoot us and blow up the restaurant over chicken or guacamole or like it just it it is just it's just bad bro like and and it doesn't even have to be in that area in that in that that hooded area like i'm talking about a decent area like niggas come and just they they show out man and and it's just i've gotten to the point like i i feel like i need to get some shit off off my chest and i need to address even if six niggas is listening right now, I don't care. Like they need to hear this. Like, yo, we got to do better because we come in these restaurants and we go into these, these Mexican grills and into these red lobsters and these old Charlie's and these Applebee's. And we just, we act up Mm -hmm. and, and, and we do it to each other mostly, but I also see how we partake with the other side of things. And we we dance around them, and it's like, damn, bro, why you treating me this way? But when the white man asked you how you was doing, oh, oh everything was great. Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> like what? Oh, man, <laughs> you just told me this was the worst fucking crab you ever had in your life. Like, bro. so it's it's just, I mean, it's a lot, bro. It's smelling like weed, like bro, we you know niggas smoke. That's cool, but why do why do why do I have to know you smoke weed? You know what I mean, and and then I and then I always have to be the asshole, devil's advocate. Hey, you smelling good, bro? And I love to see niggas react. Oh yeah, that's that loud, nigga. That's that, that's that book blueberry yum yum. Like, and listen, I'm not against smoking at all, but it's just levels <laughs> to this shit, bro. Like, come on, like you, you, I expect, you no longer partake. No, oh, I, okay. I expect mm. a 18, 16, 17, 18 year old to sit in a car and high box. Yeah, Not a 38, 39, 40 year old man. <laughs> I just don't. It's just levels to this shit, bro. Like, go to your man cave, smoke out, chill out, put you, you know what I'm saying? Take a shower, put your shit on and go out. Like, handle your business. Like, put your, put your visine okay. in. Chill out, bro. <laughs> okay. It ain't that deep. I, I want to make sure I understand the premise of the conversation. So you're talking about generally how when in public, how black people can be, for lack of a better word, black. Like we doing our thing too much. I don't, we ain't gonna call it black. We gotta call it something else. Cause no, what, what, you, what, you, what, what would you say, Scoob? Because that's what I heard. That's why I asked. I want to make sure that I understand correctly. When you saying, when you explaining, like niggas smelling like weed, or you know, we a little loud, well, or maybe a little extra. What, like, what are you saying when when you pointing those things out? What is it to you? Like, what do you call it? Maybe you might be right, bro. You, I, I don't want to say being black because that's uh, but that, that's but, what we here for. It another week in the books, though, so we can, you yeah, know, like but, we we'll we'll call it what it is. I'm not necessarily calling that. I'm just trying to see is that what you and Mo are calling? Is that what y'all are saying? I don't, I don't want to 
damn, I didn't even think of that. I don't want to say being black because that's that's just because I'm black. Like, right? It's just being right. niggas, and, man. Like, that's it, just it, call it with yeah, old. And I, yeah, I think that's more just Acting being a niggerish. Niggerish. Like, definitely niggerish. Niggerish. Yep, yes. I like that. Yep. Yes. Niggerish for 200, yes. please. Yes. <laughs> niggerish. Because, Honestly, and, and this listen, be I've asked. Like I said, I've been in I've been in the industry a long time. I this isn't coming from just you know blacks. I've talked to blacks. I've talked to whites. I've talked to Hispanics. It's it gets bad. Like I'll give you a prime example. Yesterday, I was at work, and it's a it's a young lady. I ain't gonna say her name, but it's a young lady. She's not from America. She's from another part of the world, mm-hmm. and there's a language barrier. But she she knows English but of course there's those words that you you know uh, prime example when we ask you do you want a, a bowl for here to go sometimes when you speak too fast that sounds like mumbo jumbo for here to go mm-hmm. and niggas first they huh what 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 Man. <laughs> <laughs> who else in here bro hey 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 my nigga can you help me like yo wow man uh, calm down my g like she just was saying for here to go okay. oh shit i don't know what the bitch saying like damn mm. why she gotta be a bitch what what okay <laughs> why did it escalate so quickly like okay okay there we go there we go what were you was you about to say something spike listen okay all right so that that's that's where i want to start right there you said why why did it escalate so fast before i just get into like this patience issue that I've seen in our community, it seems like not all of us, but the ones that we're talking about that are acting niggerish amongst the blacks. How do we define that? Spike school. How do we define black etiquette, black integrity? And maybe it's not a black thing at all. Maybe it's just integrity and etiquette. It may not even be a black barrier, but for the sake of conversation, how would you define that in, in, in just a brief definition so we can make sure we understand when we're talking to, we're talking to people that may be acting crazy out here say the say the question for me one more time how will we define having etiquette integrity or class as black people when we're operating in public in these retail okay, places okay, in these okay. restaurant places i think it depends on what you're used to mm-hmm. like I, i'm not gonna hold someone accountable if they've never been in this space or experienced these type of things before, I can't expect them to know how to act. Where would they get that information from? Like you do, you can read, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's been there before can tell you. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you saying etiquette when you, I'm talking about etiquette when you go in places, maybe traveling overseas and you're traveling and you're doing stuff mm-hmm. and you're dealing with people who it, 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 it requires a certain amount of cooth to deal with. Like if you're, checking in the hotels you're again overseas maybe a nice restaurant not necessarily the mexican grill i say that's not a nice restaurant i'm just saying Mm -hmm. in the places where it's expected for you to act a certain way Mm -hmm. i just think that that comes with experience like you have to experience those things you have to be observant of how other people are acting and act accordingly does that answer your question more was there more to it okay i I can we can go for that what what do you say No, we will. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, I definitely agree with that. But 
man I, but i ain't gonna lie to you school if i'm going in like if i'm coming in the mexican grill smelling like loud you just gotta deal with it. i don't i don't think that that's a black thing or a white thing it's like bro it's, it's a meat thing i smoke weed i i, I, oh, I know you do want, no no I'm just, I'm just saying if i'm the person that's coming in that's smelling like weed I ain't necessarily saying that I smoke for anybody that's listening. They got a problem with it, whatever. Uh, oh, it's too late, bro. You already yeah, yeah, you on record. Know. So with that being said, <laughs> yeah, no, with say, that I being said, say. yeah, with that being said, if I come in that smelling like loud, I, I mean, I'm just going to get me something to eat. Now it's different if I'm going to a nice sit down restaurant with my moms or my girl, and you know it, we're going to be in here around but, people. Like, and I, of course, I'm I, not going to hot box like you said. But if I'm just stopping to give me something to eat, bro. Take it for what it is. Like who? Yeah. Like, just fix my bowl and let me up out of here, bro. Yeah, and, and that, okay. and that, and that happens. That happens. But like I said, I've worked at Red Lobster, Old Charles, and these places ain't ain't fine dining. <laughs> but I've I've walked out from the kitchen because the servers bad. came out and been like, "Bruh, table seventeen, my." Is God. it legal in Ohio? Is it legal? It no. it, it just became legal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, even wow. more so. Yeah, even more so. I'm yeah, so, I'm sitting in yeah, all in place. Yeah, but I it, it's it's definitely been situations of that nature. So, so how do you define and, it? And guess cool. what? And guess what? That ain't even that ain't even the real issue. It's the shit that comes with it. Because here come the niggerish shit with it. Like they they like what? Like, all right, I'm I'm fixing your shit. Bam, boom. You want your beans? Yeah. No, I'm cool. Bam. I skipped that. All right, chicken, yeah. Can I get a little bit more chicken? <laughs> yeah, I got you. So I'm, and I'm not huffing and puffing. I'm huffing and puffing because, <laughs> as part of our spiel, the the portion is four ounces, right? We're taught if you if you feel confident in your scoop, <laughs> this is a damn shame. But if you feel confident in what you put on that plate for that person, you tell that person if I if I go back in here, it's double. Right, so I tell you it's double. You nigga, I can afford chicken. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, bro, I didn't say you couldn't afford chicken, bro. Why do you feel that way? Like, all right, cool. We we done we done derailed that situation. Now I'm down here. Now you won't walk. Uh oh. Part of the spill is to tell you that that's two fifty extra. <laughs> you feel me? Now he now he hot, nigga. I just told you I wanted that chicken, bitch ass nigga. Like, why I gotta be all that? Like, this is just my job, bro. That's it. Crazy. All right, all right. hold on, okay, hold on. I, I, <laughs> Golly, bro, uh, I'm telling you, we had to have armed security a few times because niggas threatened to, to shoot us up. <laughs> um, I got a theory. Oh, I know okay. the theory, and I Go and ahead. I had that combo with Rich. Like, I, it's deep. All right. Okay, let then let's let's let me just try to my yeah, definition. You tell us like, what your definition, Mo. So my definition is honestly, bro, like all of these words are great, but these are all in the ingredient. These are all seasonings in the big pot of respect. Mm-hmm. Etiquette, integrity, class. These are all different seasonings in the big pot of respect. So when we talk about I, I, I hear what you're saying as far as experience, if you ain't got the bandwidth, the download from somebody in your life to see what that looks like, then yeah, you're going to act in whatever. You're going to act in the kind of way accordingly. But I think that there's still a certain respect level like okay maybe you smell like weed i'm not gonna call that disrespect coming in but mm-hmm. there's a, a raising your voice part where it's like okay that's not really respect so that's not etiquette integrity or class there's a 
you use you're choosing a certain language to talk to me when I'm talking to you respectfully. That mm-hmm. that you're getting away from the etiquette, integrity, and class. So when I when I define it, I'm looking at it as ultimately it's respect, regardless yeah. of of our affiliation, association, or conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to respect you, and you respect me just because I don't know you, and I have I have nothing against you. Yeah. So I'm not going. I'm not. I don't even. I don't. I don't even know what you got going on. And I ain't saying you got to necessarily care, but it's like I I don't have no problem with you, so I have no need to come at you like that so that that's ultimately what i would define but going into the theory of what y'all both talking about there's this thing where we see the specific because it's not our whole race this is why we're kind of separating black versus niggerish it's like what is this imp- there's this aggression defensive impatient select group of the ones that in the black community that we call niggerish why are why are those people like that Oh man, I I would. What do y'all think it is? That. I guess. Oh, what what is your idea of what you think that is? Because this stems from somewhere, and we're gonna keep seeing it. And mm-hmm. I'm always curious because I'm in places, and just like school, I've worked retail. I've been. I worked at Wendy's. I worked at Subway. I've worked at Goodwill. I've worked at uh, McDonald's. I've wor- I've worked at a lot of places. Outside, you know, outside of my graphic design, I've worked at those you places see, too. You you say the same thing in school. Do you see us come in there and you like? Bro, you could be a little bit more respectful, or like, and it. I've I've listen. seen it on that side, but guess what? I've seen it on our side too. Yes, I've been working with what, what? What does that mean? I've worked with people. Well, now the people I'm working with, the customers, cool. It might be cool yeah. black on that side, but the people mm-hmm. I'm working with are being niggers. I seen mm-hmm. a dude literally drop a burger mm-hmm. and was mad because he was mad at however the attitude of the the lady was, and he wanted to serve it. And I said, bro, please don't do that. He was like, man, F her, man. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. I said, bro, please. I'll remake it. And I told I said, bro, what if that was your mom? Would you would you would get would you want to pick that up and get that to your mama? He's like, man, I don't I've give a F, blah, blah, blah. I said, bro, please, I'll remake it. Please. Just don't don't. I know he was someone this same thing. I worked I, I know someone that worked in the movie theater that spit in a customer's drink. Look, man. I swear to God. Listen, <laughs> I swear I'm, to God. I'm, like I'm glad. I'm glad because the customer was being mean and, and disrespectful. It's like, nah, you can't do that, though, right? Like we ain't doing all of that. But go ahead, school, um, my, school my bit. I'm glad that this went that way because there's a movie, and I don't know if you two have ever seen it, but it's called Waiting. Have you ever heard of this movie? No. It it. It stars Ryan Reynolds, one of his first early, early roles. Uh, but he plays a it, it's basically a, a movie based in the restaurant industry, but it's a comedy. So the way this movie was written, a dude worked for a restaurant for like five or six years. But every day he wrote a new story in this restaurant and they wind up turning it into a movie. It was that entertaining. Right. And this was this movie came out 2003, 2004. Don't quote me on the year, maybe 05. But both of you need to check that out, right? I should have hit y'all with it earlier, but check this movie out because it teaches it teaches you the etiquette. Like it's it's ways you do certain things, and there's scenes in this movie where people get their shit spit in. You don't fuck with people who cook your food. That is my number one rule, mm-hmm. even before I got into this shit. Mm-hmm. But now that I 
that I'm in it, I definitely know better. Like you was talking about somebody dropping burgers and mm-hmm. somebody spitting they shit. Like, bruh, that's that shit happens every day yeah. <laughs> in this don't, industry. Don't even, don't even tell me about that. I'm just being real. You get <laughs> you 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 come on the, in that drive through and you say something to that girl and she's fucking the nigga that's making your her food the food. Come on, bro. What? Mm-hmm. I've been in that situation where I'm bashing an old girl and she tell me like table seventeen is on some bullshit. Oh, they is. They fucking with my baby. Oh, all right, oh, say less. No. Oh my god. <laughs> so what's, so so what's so what's the theory then? Why why um, why are we seeing this fight? We're all the Cat Williams of the society. Black people are the Cat Williams of society, bro. Like, we taking it the same way that he's taking it when we were talking about the Cat Williams. Like, y'all niggas got me fucked up. And it's not even the sense of you specifically at this restaurant have done something to me, but you feel like because I'm black, you can get over on me. And it goes both ways to your side more when you're saying it's the it's the it's the worker. Ah, oh, this motherfucker coming here. He look just like me. He think he can talk to me any type of way. I'm having a bad day, man. Fuck him, nigga. Fuck this burger, nigga. I step on this shit. <laughs> Same thing when what you just talking about school with the motherfucker that go through Chipotle. Like why why you like you ain't, you ain't ask Bob right here behind me about the two fifty extra scoop, nigga. Why you why you coming mm-hmm. to me about it? Like nigga, I like it's the same thing when when uh. Cat Williams was talking about Central Entertainer or uh, fucking Steve Harvey, all those. Like, y'all think that I'm this one type of way, but I'm acting this way because of how y'all are acting towards me or the things that I perceive that society is putting on me. Mm-hmm. So now when I come out and I'm, I'm addressing this shit, it sounds like I'm doing Tupac hit him up. When really it's just <laughs> a build up, it's just a build up from all the shit that society dump on black people. And, 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 you and, tell- and we expect each other to understand it. But the moment there's a like the moment it's like ah oh, this nigga it's lame ass nigga man asking me for another two fifty for the what man lame man nigga nigga I can buy it nigga what are you talking about mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even the nigga like what you saying with the burger man this lame ass motherfucker think I'm supposed to break my back to fix a burger a certain type of way just because I work at Wendy's right. we feel that way because that's how society paints us. Like that's what they tell us when we watching TV, when we reading the newspapers, or well, nobody reading newspapers anymore. When we scrolling through social media, all of those things. It's like, oh well, black people are more likely to get disrespected or denied for a loan or all of these yep. different things. We put all of that shit in our backpack. We go out into the world with it, and then we see a motherfucker that look like us, and we're like, oh, bro, why you don't get it? Mm-hmm. It's just like with Cat Williams talking to Cedric. Why, like, why you don't get it? Like, why don't you get the stealing my joke? It's detrimental to me. I'm yeah. in the line at Chipotle. Like, why you don't get to saying something about me smelling like weed? Is like, why you don't get that? That offends me. I would mm-hmm. expect Mary or Susie or whoever the fuck it is to do it, but you doing it to me. Now I'm all. I went from zero to ten, like you said, Mo, because I expect like we 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 supposed to be cool. You look like me. Yeah, yeah. And it's and and when I say just like the Cat Williams, in the sense of not just you look like me. Oh, we in the same business. We're comedians. You supposed to get it. How could you do those things to me? How could you make it like this hard for me when you know because you do the same thing that I do, how hard it is to get him? So if I'm trying to go have a good meal at Red Lobster or whatever it may be, and I want to relax and come in there smelling like loud, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a little extra because, you know, we don't want to do this all the time or whatever it may be. You expect a motherfucker that looks like you to be like, right, I get it. Let me give him a little leeway. And then in the moment that it's not that way, and it ain't, it ain't necessarily because that's a choice I made, nigga. I'm just going by the policies. Like you said, it's good, nigga. 
I'm letting you know that this is 250. I ain't questioning your judgment mm-hmm. or nothing, nigga. This I just happen to work here. These just happen to be the policies. I'm just telling you so I don't get fucked up and you won't be surprised at the end and be like, oh, the nigga can tell me. Mm-hmm. But it, there's this weird, like, tug of war that we do with each other, like, where you expect the motherfucker to understand you and you give them that little bit of pull. And as soon as they don't understand you, you yank that motherfucker out and be like, nigga, fuck you. Mm-hmm. What well, we have to learn how to do, and like, I'm not a preacher or anything, like, we, we got to learn how to meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So, like, even when I talk about the Cat Williams scenario, he's able to do that because he's rich and successful. A lot of us out here are making it day to day, check to check, or we got a little bit saved. Like we we all out here trying to coexist in the same world. I see you taking, I see you pulling a little bit. So now I feel like I got to pull harder than you do. Yeah, yeah. You're telling me 250, I got to call you a bitch ass nigga. Mm-hmm. Versus me thinking, versus me thinking, I just just doing his job, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this nigga just doing his job. It's cool, bro. Th- th- throw the 250 on there. I'm, I'm cool with it. It ain't no extra sauce got to be added. I ain't got to call you nothing. Just throw the 250 on there. I get it. I appreciate you telling me. So I think that's a lot. When you ask what the theory is more, a lot of it has to do with that. Like, we're dealing with, oh, you, a lot of us are dealing with, oh, you got me fucked up. And we put now, that on our backs and we walk out into society like, oh, you got me fucked up. And as soon as the nigga that looked like you got you fucked up, oh, I'm jumping on that. Because mm-hmm. I know this nigga. I know this nigga. Uh, she should understand it. This nigga mm-hmm. ought to know. I ain't expecting the old white lady at the counter to know. I ain't expecting the little Mexican back there fixing the food back there to know. But this nigga, this the he nigga that's know. coming to me? Oh, no, nah, mm-hmm. man. Come on, bro. Yeah. And, and it reminds me of... Um... It reminds me of you remember the, I know we remember the Chappelle show, but that specific skit he did about handling something different at 18, 21, 30. Mm-hmm. You remember that skit? Mm-hmm. That's that that's how that shit works with me. Like I said, I've been in the industry a while. So at 18, you know, 19, you know, oh no, nah, bro, you good, my bad. Da, 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 da. 21, I'm like, all right, bro, like it's just some guac, you good. But now we're 35. Yo, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this uniform. I don't give a fuck about like the last my last. But that's the thing years. that I was just talking about too. That's the you got me fucked up that we put on like yes. most of us as black men yes. walk out of the house with that like nigga, don't make me pull this. You got me fucked up out of my bag, nigga. Yeah. It's right I'm, here and I've been waiting to use it on niggas. You got me fucked up. And, and we mm-hmm. wait for that shit. Yep. That's and what I, yeah. And I've come to I've come to realize that I that I that I do that, Spike. I carry that with me a lot more and I'm and I'm a lot more aggressive with with guests. I you know, you ain't supposed to call them customers, you're supposed to call them guests. I'm more aggressive with guests than I have ever been in the past five years. My past the past five years of my retail experience, my last two jobs have been outside of retail because I know how I've become. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I said, the situation where uh, a couple of those situations where dude was talking about uh, uh, blowing us up and we had to have armed security, it wasn't because I was in the corner. Like, oh no, this is a black dude that said he gonna blow y'all up. Yeah, all, all every time, <laughs> all crazy. four times it was a nigga. Um, four times, yeah. 
but it wasn't because I was in the corner like, oh no, sir, please don't. Like, nigga, I'm getting aggressive too. Like, nigga, what? What is it? You know what I mean? Like, like go get your bomb, bitch ass. Yeah, <laughs> like I had a bro, the, the last nigga I, I told the nigga, like, he like, yeah, let me hold on. You ain't gonna be talking that shit when I go get what I got. Like, nigga, I said, go get it, nigga. Like and, 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 the fact and I'm that thinking to myself like over a bowl hold on. of <laughs> this nigga go out to this car and get this gun. Nigga, you gonna be on the news because you dead over chicken, nigga? Like, oh, he got he actually Lord. came back in with the strap. No, 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 he, no. he didn't come did. back. Oh, but I'm saying yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Jesus like, you know how you be aggressive, and then I, I stopped and thought about it. Like, yo, immediately, this nigga immediately you regret it. Like, now that yeah, you, now like, you don't know bitch nigga shit, but yeah. immediately, like, man, it's not worth my. It's just life. dumb. But what are we like, doing, bro? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I, you know, I just. It's just hard, man. I, I know that we're not we there's a lot of division in our communities, black people, but it's like it just everything you're saying absolutely makes sense. Uh both of y'all. Like as far as like what we carry when we leave that door of our house and all of the, the things we carry as black people and the oppression that we face in this in this world, in this country. But it just I just have such a hard time of like you every day you wake up, you should be growing in some capacity, even if you ain't necessarily got the influences around. You got time to think at some point, and it's like I just feel like we fulfill certain stereotypes to mm. other people. Like it's like, and I don't mean like, oh, they're just black. They still they they do this or do that. They're aggressive, but it's like, bro, like they look at us like you're ignorant, and mm-hmm. I don't mean ignorance. I don't far agree. As, I don't agree. That's bro. fine. Can't let but you get but hold on, hold on. But it's not ignorant in the sense you're dumb. I look at it like you're ignorant as far as you don't have the complexity to compartmentalize and say, oh, this person is against me. This person isn't. This person's against me. No, you you don't have the complexity as a black person to think and not lump everybody in. You're so lazy. You can't say, oh, I'm going to a Chipotle or I'm going to a food spot and I, oh, because I, you got me messed up. If anybody messed up my order, man. I'm I'm mad at everybody. Or I'm going I'm going crazy on everybody. You don't have the complexity to actually separate, or you don't have the energy to actually separate individual to individual. That to me is lazy, and I can't stand mm-hmm. it when niggas want to try to value themselves like I'm that nigga. You're not that nigga when you don't mm-hmm. know how to be able to separate this person from that person. When you lump everybody in, you are ignorant nigga. So when I see that, I hate it because it fulfills the certain stereotypes that we always end up seeing people define us as. It's not all of us as a race, but it's the specific ones that are doing the niggerish things. And you don't have to be the smartest person. You don't necessarily have to have, oh, I got the dopest company. But if you Mm -hmm. every day you got a moment to breathe, see the sky and the birds, you should be growing a little bit more in some capacity. All right, nigga. I I know I ain't gonna sell dope over here in this corner because last time I seen old boy get locked up. Let me be a little smarter. I know I ain't gonna do. That's what bothers me with this. It's like we carry that. Absolutely right. We all can have that victim mentality to some extent. But then you're looking and you're telling this person, "Oh, you're black. You understand." And most times they do understand. So okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna handle you in that way, but the moment that I'm trying to tell you something, you and me lump. Oh, you got me mad. You think I can't? Why are you so sensitive? That's my that's my goal, bro. Like that that's what I that's. I know it's cliche, but being nice, it goes so far, bro. It, bro. You if you come in there, you smell like weed. You can be a niggas nigga. I don't care about none of that shit, bro. If you cool and nice to me, bro. You can have this bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a manager in here, bro. 
Like you can have this ball. I don't give you think I give a fuck about this ball. Mm-hmm. At nineteen twenty, I probably did. But at mm-hmm. thirty five, I can care less about these people's company. And that's just me being real. Like I'm a nigga too. Shit. Like you said, I'm carrying this shit on my on my shoulders too. So I get it. You know, uh, we, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna. You see that shit with Cat Williams? Hell yeah, that shit crazy, bro. And we gonna talk and all the way down this line. And by the end of it, I'm like, you know what? This nigga cool, bro. Go ahead, bro. That bowl on me, man. Have a good day. Because we as managers get the comp up to $50. So I can at any moment give you some shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I have I have those moments too. And we have people that come through that's cool. But I'm with you for the most part. It's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, look at this nigga fulfilling every fucking stereotype that they think about us. And I'm trying to defend you to this white bitch. And that, she that, ain't that, hearing that part. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't hearing it because yeah. you just does, came here on some trash. Does, so does that offend y'all? Like, if, yeah, yeah. I'm be real. Yep, yeah, sure that do. offends you. Yep, I I'll be real with it. What a what about that offends you? Do you feel like that? And again, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just taking a shot here. Do you feel like, hey, I'm not able to act that way? So why do you feel like that you have the audacity to come in these spaces and act this way? I can't get away with it. So how do you feel like that you can get away with? No, I don't. I don't feel that way. I, man, 18, 19 year old me, man, go go, go through my face. What about 35 man. right here? No, 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 no. Fuck. I, I, I get what you're saying with that. I get it. Yeah. I'm saying right now today, like what offends you about like, and I don't know if you answered this school. So with Mo, you say, yes, that does offend me. If a nigga come in here and he got that type of attitude like that, I'm offended by that as a black man. What about that offends you? Uh, it, because it's like I just look at it like we're already naturally us as a race as a ethnicity like we're we're stronger than the average not be and I don't think because we necessarily want to be but we just we are had, we had to be throughout we the had, to be. had to be so we had you, to be, when yeah. you're when you're snapping on somebody about some chicken or some guac Mm-hmm. Why are you choosing this moment to be weak? Why are you choosing this moment to be sensitive? Mm-hmm. You can beef. There's so much happening to us out there, and we can beef about some real things. And you yep. want to beef with another brother because he's telling you, "Hey, that's another two fifty, and you take it in your head like broke nigga." Mm-hmm. At what mm-hmm. point did I ever say that? Never. Even if I'm on that side and I'm the nigga doing that, let me mm-hmm. think. Wait a minute. What do you mean by that? Like, hold on. Let me relax. He just told me it's 250. He ain't had no voice with it. He had no attitude. Let me chill. But the problem is, it's like you, the ones that are moving like that, you ain't take the time to just think for a second. Niggas just be doing things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I be getting offended. Like, bro, you're just. <laughs> we just went to Applebee's, bro. And it was this Hispanic uh, lady. She was kind of like stood. So I don't know her name was, but she said, y'all can call me J-Baby. Right? She's like, y'all can call me J-Baby. She was real cool, extra friendly, whatever. Doing a little bit too much for me, but she was cool. <laughs> you know. Then, right when we was about to get ready to leave, there was a white old couple behind us. She said whatever her name was. We said, y'all can call me Jess. I immediately yep. smirked yep. at my wife. I mm-hmm. said, she she looked at me, she's like, don't even, I said, this is why I love podcasting, because I'm yep. going to talk about the fact you say, we could call you J-Baby on yep. some rappers, but they call mm-hmm. you Jess. 
She yep. looked at your hair. She looked at your hair more. And she's like, I'm. Jay-Z. Oh yeah, this like, a nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a nigga. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm I know, Jay-Z. I know, we, I know, we run a little long, but seriously, it, it just I, bothers like, me that niggas just I don't have anywhere to be. We can, we can keep cooking if y'all. Can oh well, yeah. But well, look, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. But look though, now because there's a lot correct more. Correct me if I'm wrong. It. There is a lot more. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mo. And you say you worked retail. Mm-hmm. You have to be Listen, I'm a strong advocate of Retail should be A, a high school course Or a college course Like mm-hmm. every human being in the fucking world mm-hmm. Should work at least six months Of retail Because yeah. it's tough to deal with people mm-hmm. But I have a. At some point I felt like I had a gift that Where I can read people And let me give you an example of what I mean when certain people walk into a restaurant, a store, any place I'm working, I can feel their aura and I know if they cool enough to be like, yo, what's good, nigga? What's happening? You know what I mean? Or or if he if I feel the vibe from him where I'm like, hey, sir, what's up? How you doing? Like, just like the same situation you're talking about with the J baby. And the, <laughs> yeah. She probably just felt like, like she said, she read, she saw you read you and was like, you know what? These seem like some cool motherfuckers. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. But I know yeah. I can't really be myself. So I have to be Jess. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wasn't offended at all for the record. No, yeah. and I, I know you wasn't. Yeah. But it, I know what you was going through. Like, yeah. <laughs> why you ain't J baby with them? She yeah. ain't J baby with them because she wants her tip to be right. <laughs> ah, see, see, That's just, it is what it is. Like she wants, she wants her tip to be right, and her tip was right with us too, for the record. But, um, so then let me let me let's think about this a little bit more, Spike School. How can we? Not just on this pod because we talking we and for those that come across it's gonna hit them, but for those but for us in real time, do we feel obligated ever to holler at somebody when they're we're in the line? We're at Starbucks and we're like, yo, I'm trying to get the latte with the peppermint, whatever it is, or wherever our spot we frequent and we like might be in line and somebody in front of you, like maybe a few people in front of you and they're going crazy, like Nah, be blah 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 blah. I, 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 I. We never feel obligated to say anything because what Spike? Are you ever offended when people behave this way? Let me. I'm not. I'm not at all. Um, I don't. I don't take responsibility for how other people look like me at. And I learned that. I I think I've said it on here before. I worked at a a corner store, like in the hood, like where usually the Indians is, and like motherfuckers. <laughs> I worked in one of them corner stores because, well, I, I just worked in one of them corner stores, 28th and Clifton in Nashville. Look it up, Sweats. Um, and black people, we, we, we're we black people, bro. And we always tell other races how we're not a monolith. All of us are not the same. So some people are going to express their points differently from how I express mine. Now, since... I've been in corporate America and since I've had the benefit of also working in places like that and growing up in places like that, I know the, the range of different responses that can come from when like niggas is going to be niggas. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you got a corporate nigga that like when I, I'm going to get in my bag and like let y'all know y'all got me fucked up. And you also got a hood nigga that's like, oh, nah, y'all got me completely fucked up. You got an ignorant nigga, like that, which is different from a hood nigga. A lot of people try to lump them in. You got an right. ignorant nigga that when he get in his bag, like, oh, okay, it's gonna get crazy in here. Like there, are, there are a lot of different facets of what we do, in the sense of what we said in the beginning of, of being niggerish. 
Like it's it's just part of our culture, bro. Yeah. So yeah. I don't take offense because I've seen the different aspects of like one extreme to the next extreme. Like I've been in working on the corner store. Probably the worst experience that I've had. Woman came in there. Do y'all have a bathroom? No, I won't have a bathroom. You mean to tell me y'all ain't got a public bathroom in this place? No, ma'am, we don't have a bathroom. All right, I'm going to pull my pants down. I'm going to piss on the floor right here in front of everybody in the corner store. Like, y'all got to clean this piss up now. Because you lied to me and told me y'all don't have a bathroom. Now we told you we don't have a public bathroom. Now, in the moment, I see that. I'm like, man, what, bitch? Are you, like, are you serious? However, turning around and looking at it from her perspective, like, I know y'all got a bathroom in there. Y'all just don't want me to use it. So now y'all looking at me as y'all less than. Y'all niggas got this store right here. Y'all taking our money. Y'all, y'all, y'all getting us every day for cigarettes, beer, whatever it may be, lottery tickets, and y'all can't let us use the bathroom. I'm gonna piss on your floor. I seen I see both ways of that. I'm not saying that she's right, but I do understand what she would have a frustration with a motherfucker like us is telling her, hey, you can't use the bathroom here. That's a basic right, right? Like just using the bathroom. We ain't talking about nothing serious. I just want to go in here and piss real quick. That's weak though. Mm-hmm. That's, I ain't going. That's so weak for for black people to like you. You ain't going. You won't step up and speak to another. You will not step up and speak to a white person if they tell you that. I don't, you yeah. go to a Macy's. Meaning, meaning what? So you saying you go into a, a white people store and you say, "Hey, I can she I?" She would have walked same, same reaction. Okay, she cool. Walked away. That's fine. But that goes to what we're saying about the Cat Williams, right? Like I, you know, well, not know me, but you look like me. You put yourself in this position where you're supposed to be where black people think that oh you're black you run a business you're supposed to be looking out for black people you're going to give me the benefit of the doubt when it comes to see that oh i'm not i'm not giving you no benefit of the doubt no like no you can't use this bathroom i see where she could be offended by that. it it, it doesn't really have a lot to do i don't with think the it's the same as cat say, i don't think it's the same as cat when you say that, why you say that? Because cat, there, there, there's relationships involved. I don't know you, lady, and I, I I'm telling you, when you come in here, that, I'm, see, I'm that's on a difference, though, bro, bro. Remember, we talking about corner stores. That's a relationship. That's a place yeah. that people in the neighborhood they go every day. You know me. Yeah. I, okay. All right. Those so people, people go I know at, plenty of those people by name. They come in most corner hey, stores. Such such, hey, go ahead. Most corner stores don't have a public bathroom, though. But most of them are Indian. Most of them are white. Most of them are Chinese. They don't look like you. So you would expect them not to let you use a bathroom. But if it's a black person, you going in there, you like, come on, bro. But would they have peed if it was any of them outside no, they wouldn't of a black? Have. Okay, so that's, that's my- a good point. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's the point of when you walking out the back and you carrying they're like. That's like, weak, bro. You got me fucked up. I'm not saying that it's not weak. I'm not yeah. saying like I'm not defending. No, no, her no, no. I'm, I'm understanding pissing in the store at all. Yeah, what no, I'm no. saying is mm-hmm. I do understand the different perspectives we have as black people. When you look at them, and you like, on one hand, you can be like, man, I'm totally embarrassed. I can't believe you're doing this in this airport. I can't believe you're doing this in this hotel or this restaurant, and you're ordering your food this way, or you sitting this way, or you got the tablecloth tucked this way, and that's. <laughs> completely uncouth and that's not the etiquette of it but i do understand the other aspect of it of like nigga you look like me you ought to understand it you know why i'm mm-hmm. doing it like this because i ain't never had the position to not do it this way it go both ways I, I tell you this one of the the best things that i've read to help me understand that 
And when we talk, we talk about resolutions on this podcast and what can help you understand it. There's a book. It's called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it okay. deals. It, it, it has six to seven different stories about people who have totally different perceptions in situations. Yeah, they talked about Sandra Bland. If y'all remember her, she's a lady that hung mm-hmm. herself. Yes, they all yes. remember that. It talks about that situation and a lot of other different situations. But it just talks about how you don't even understand the mindset of the person that you're dealing with because you're dealing with your own shit. Mm-hmm. She ain't coming into the, the, the store saying, I'm going to piss on the floor if they don't let me use the bathroom. She coming into the store. I done dealt with shit all day of maybe getting rejected from this, getting denied from that. Done, the motherfucker done talked to me crazy this way. And you the last motherfucker that I expected to do this to. So now these are the these are the reactions to your actions of all the shit that I done dealt with throughout the day. Just like the nigga with the 250 guacamole. Who knows if this nigga came up short on his pack and a nigga like, ah, oh, man, nigga, you broke ass nigga. You supposed to be a thousand dollars. supposed to be a thousand dollars more here because I gave you this much work and it ain't this much here. And a nigga calling him a broke ass nigga or his baby mama calling him a broke ass nigga because he can't afford to do this, that, and the third. Who knows how many times someone has called him a broke ass nigga before he got to the Chipotle line and the nigga's been like, hey, it's 250 for the, it's 250 for the guacamole, bro. And this is the thing that break is like, nigga, fuck, I got 250, nigga. <laughs> yeah, got me yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that <laughs> book deals with as far as the talking to strangers. Like you never know what a motherfucker has dealt with right before that conversation they had with you. And before right. we judge them thinking that all, all of us are like this or I'm embarrassed because this nigga acting like this, try to add into it the personalized sense of it of like, I don't know what this nigga went through today. Like this nigga baby mama may clown him because he couldn't afford pampers, bro. And mm-hmm. now I'm in here telling him about a two fifty dollars scoop of Chipotle. Like, like I, I get it. Like once that nigga explained it to you, and that's why I got to ask another question from. Once that nigga yeah. explained it to you, like, oh, okay, bro, I get it, bro. Here, here, man, take the take take the extra scoop or whatever you want, bro. I mm-hmm. get why you acting like that. And I think a lot of times because a lot of us are under so much pressure, we deal with so much shit, we doing so many things, we been disregarded throughout the day so much a motherfucker has came to us so many ways sideways when we get in front of each other and you're expecting that i i just need to get what i'm saying man like isn't it cool and then the moment that they don't it's like zero to ten you got me fucked up like why don't you get me like so let me ask this hey all day is black men is black people but we can't because we ain't dealing with ourselves we ain't dealing with black men and black people all day but when we do deal with us it's like Bro, you let me down too. Now, now I'm on team. So I see you rolling your eyes, Mo. What you got? So how no, would ahead, so how would ahead, you bro. how would you handle that? Like how would you, you the how would you get that that man who okay I told him the two fifty I hate you bitch ass nigga like how do you how do you find out? Do I do I calm, calmly be like all right, sir? Now nah, I, I I get it. Um, I, I'm sorry, but that's just the policy. Uh, like I, I'm trying to figure out how do we get to that point of of where we get to a, a basis where he does say change the direction of yeah, like yeah. where he is, where he go. You know what, bro? My, bro, yeah. my right. bad, bro. Like it's just I've been heard. a rough day. Like I how do you like, break that ice? I feel like we have to be. And even if it's as small as the community that listens to this podcast and it's like, okay, I take something from another week in the books, we have to be the ones that be like, okay, I'm not going to overreact right here. Mm-hmm. It's cool. 
I, I, I ain't finna be the nigga that's gonna respond to you and be like, nigga, what's up? Go get whatever you got to get out of the car, bro. I got the same shit in my car, nigga. Which, what, what do you mm-hmm. want to do? Mm-hmm. I think that starting very small and understanding that I, I'm not gonna be the nigga that overreacts it. Like it's it's cool if, if if a nigga overreacts and I have to go do what I gotta do, then cool. But I ain't gonna be the nigga that take it there. I think that's the very start of it. Like I'm telling ourselves or understanding, like you know what, you might be going through something, brother. I don't give a fuck if you want to talk about it or not. You ain't got to talk about it with me. I don't know you. But I'm not going to be the nigga that's going to take it to 10. If you want to take it to 10, I'll meet you there. But I, I ain't going to be the nigga that, that's going to take it there. I think that that's the, 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 the thing that we would focus on as a community with another week in the books. And you, us three here having this conversation and being like, I, 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 I never have to be the nigga it's gonna take it there because i got enough confidence in myself to, to to be like if it do get there i'm gonna handle it mm-hmm. like, please don't get it mistaken my nigga like if we go all the way to 10 then we can go to 10 but i ain't gonna be the nigga to take it to 10 and if i now, can avoid, if i could avoid it getting to 10 i'm gonna do that if, if that's asking you another question if that's inquiring about what you got going on and being like you know what bro or if that's even copping the deuces because being like i ain't trying to get into all this like you know what you got it my nigga it's cool but you know what? And using that, to be the nigga is, to take the ten. This is me. This is me being open and vulnerable with y'all. Sad part is when I'm playing this scenario out and I'm and I'm planning in my head and I'm doing what you told me to do, Spike. And I'm telling that nigga like, you know what, bro? It's cool, bro. You got it, man. Huh? The scoop on me. Mm-hmm. In my mind, that nigga just said. You damn right it's on you, bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cat Williams, though. That's the Cat Williams in it. Like, nigga, you got me uh, fucked up. Nigga, I'm gonna air this shit out. You hear me? But I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's I natural though, bro. Because because as that's a natural. Man, I think that's guess what? Because now he's Ooh. going to his girl. He get he get the bowl. He get to his girl house. He's gonna be like, let me tell you what this bitch ass nigga just did at this Chipotle. Ooh. And I got I'm my glad. Dog. I'm glad you said that because that's what we deal with. That's what this platform is about with another week in the books. That's what we deal with. Like, how do I like how do I how do I deal with myself knowing that nigga, I I I, I flat out could have squashed you like a fly, my nigga, if, yeah, if it was yeah. really going to that. But you mm-hmm. know what? I'm gonna be the nigga that, that back up and I'm gonna be cool with you going to tell your girl, man, I punked this nigga and I got the I got the scoop of guacamole for free. Nigga, I don't know you. I don't know your mm-hmm. dusty ass bitch. I don't give a fuck yeah. about nothing that y'all talking about once y'all get outside of here. What I do care about though is my peace of mind and knowing that I handle myself in the place that and Rich talked about like the, the etiquette that I have for my life, the, the code that I have for my life, knowing that I'm not, not gonna be the nigga that take it there. But if it do get there, I'm going to handle it knowing that I did what I needed to do to keep that up. I don't give a fuck what you go tell your bitch, what you go tell your homeboys. I don't yeah, give a fuck about yeah. none of that. But I do know when when it was right here in me and your face, I did what I needed to do to make this shit happen how it needed to happen. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. It, it, like it, it comes down to integrity is one of those parts. It's like um, at the end of the day, it's like how you define me in your story means zero. Mm-hmm. Good, look wait, at look wait. at because the reality is like, bro. Look at where we at, bro. And and also, I I try to remember too. Like the chances of me running into you again are slim to none. Like mm-hmm. we yeah. would have to have some type of crazy ass, you know, altercation. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. I'll put it like this: them three to four niggas that I told you about in that situation <laughs> with Chipotle and blowing it up, bro. 
them niggas never seen it right now and smack the shit out me and i wouldn't even be like oh shit you that nigga from like i don't remember like (laughs) so (laughs) i try to i try to you know play it out that way too like man i ain't never gonna see this nigga ever again let me chill out bro like big fact but it's niggas that come every day (laughs) yeah no now that's different like and And guess what them them not gonna be the niggas to test you no, they, they not. Too. Well, because now they now they got day. context, and and mm-hmm. I, I do want to try to I'm try to land this plane here because I got to turn this around. Nobody else, so let's we got to get there. Uh, but um, I want to say on that note, with everything that you were saying, Spike, I I, I understand what you're saying, and even the book, the Ma- um, Malcolm Gladwell, and all those things, and that's 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 good. It's good to understand. It's good to get context. It's good to understand people and their reactions. But it still doesn't take away the fact that like that's weak and it's lazy to me, bro. To you, to you, bro. Okay, but, life, but but that, that's, that's fine. Like it, I'm not mode. saying that's the life mode that you've lived. Okay, you but can listen, judge it as that. Okay. That may be they breaking point, bro. Like yeah. this may be the last motherfucking straw on the camel's back. All right, but why why do I have to get it? You just happen to be the nigga in the way weak. today because you weak. No, because no, you, you weak. Can't say that, man. You weak you, and you, lazy. You would tell a nigga. But that's what I'm. That's the point that I'm saying. And, and once you read the book, you understand. You t- you calling a nigga weak and lazy who may be dealing with. Uh, nigga, I just found out today my 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 wife got cancer. I just found out today, nigga. All all of my I need four new tires. That's a thousand dollars that I don't got. And two so guess what you need to do. Jobs. What's that? Stay in the house, smoke a blunt, nah, chill out. You can't for a do that while. though. <laughs> so now, now we depressed ass niggas and incels and got to stay in the house. I, and can't I, do. I, I hear well, all, all that you're all saying. I'm saying. All I'm saying, Mo. All I'm saying Spike, is, I know what you're saying. Bro. There is a room for you to to look at it and be like, yeah, you know what, a nigga might be going through something. No, without I, you calling them weak, without you calling them desperate, without you calling them a nigger or, or calling them niggerish. Yeah, you notice I said nigga with the er. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. I got you. I got like, you. There, there's a lot of places that you can get to before you, as a black man, can call another black man weak simply for how he reacted to something, just because you wouldn't have reacted that way. He but, may be going through a lot of different things. I understand, Spike, and I mm-hmm. I, I hear you completely. I got you. Don't sound like it because you. No, I got you. I, I hear, I hear you. But you, you. You didn't. You didn't sold it, bro. You <laughs> got. You got it off. You, I got you. However, I'm saying that in regards to. Let's just put more focus on the lazy because it's like if you you could be react like all oh, this like you came and you're the last straw. But like if if the person came at them in some kind of way, like oh yeah, you you the target. I I'm about to get at you. But if somebody just tell you, hey bro, I, I just want to let you know, bro, it's two fifty. Just, mm-hmm. just like you know, and you go crazy, and you got all of these things stacked against you. That's lazy to me because you didn't, you didn't, you you didn't take the time to separate. You have your own brain, and you won't take yeah. the time to separate. These are these are just Th- policies. These are people, different people that that mean zero to you, to your situation, to your problem, and you sit there and you want to be like, oh, I'm about to go off, and this and this nigga should know. You don't even know me. You're mad because I said 250, bro. You're lazy because regardless of your reaction and your anger, your pissed and your depression and all of the things that are stacked against you, you take it out on me because I told you something very minuscule and small. No, that's I'm weak, taking it bro. out on you. I'm taking it out on you because I'm going through a lot of shit. Weak. It's weak. That that's the only reason. 
That it's it, weak. Yeah, though. I, listen, look though, you can't, it may you can't, be it may a, be to you guys. It may be weak to you guys, but again, the person who's dealing with that, y'all have to put yourself in their shoes and understand. No, the I, breaking I understand point what they feel. They get to. Yeah. Right. So you but, can't be like, oh, this is weak because you did this when a nigga tell you, hey man, my homeboy just got gunned down. So I just, I'm, I'm, I the blame. I'm the blame. I'm the blame. I'm the blame. You ain't you are you're not to blame. Okay. But you the nigga that's giving me conflict right here in this moment where like, all right, now I got to flip out on somebody. Because I, I ain't got nobody else to flip out on. Oh, and you the nigga that's telling me go. it's 250 for guacamole. Oh, so your homeboy get killed. In the fucking you, bowl, bro. Bro, no, no, no. You, your homeboy get killed and you're mad. You want to take it out on me for 250. Yes. Nigga grow up. Yes. Nigga grow up. Judge, guess what? But that's not weak, hey. though. That's just dealing with circumstance. Nah, bro. Judge, the judge gonna put your ass under the jail. <laughs> judge like, don't give like, a fuck about none like, of that. Like, come on, bro. Like you're gonna you know saying that he won't, bro. Y'all, I, I, y'all I sympathize just, with people's feelings. All I'm saying is like, even if you here's what I'm saying, even if they snap, let's say they snap on you for the 250, and you still you hold it in, you hold it down. We get all the way to the register after doing all the toppings, and they say, Hey, bro, my bad, bro. It, it my bad, bro. It wasn't it wasn't so even. So now he can call you weak. Now you weak. No, 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 no. It's not how <laughs> I'm you know, what, I'm saying. No, now no. you weak. How am I now, weak? Because now you weak? do this shit every day and you deal with Harry Sue. But, but if and I ain't Maggie said nothing, and, I just and whatever the it. fuck it is, you let all these people talk all types of crazy to you. And for me, when I got something to say to you, uh, oh, oh man, you a weak minded brother. Like, what? What are we talking about? Wait, what are you talking You let about? all these people talk crazy to you if you working in this spot. I'm sure that you get this all the time. I'm not the only nigga that did it to you. You just feel a certain type of way because I look like you and I talk to you that way. All right, well then we it's both not weak different then. from any. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But really, yeah. honestly, the person that takes it in is strong, not weak, bro. Like, come on, <laughs> don't don't play like that. The I don't person know what that, type of judo signs. Nah, 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 bro. The person that, that can endure that type of level of conflict all the time and still keep that composure that's strength. That's not weakness, bro. Like let you me, can't let me even call this. it. But the weakness part of it is you calling me weak for it. When you sit here and you deal with it every day and you know how it is. And I just had this moment where my character may have been flawed because I'm going through a lot and you calling me weak for it. I may not be a weak individual. You may view me as weak because you think that I'm reacting to you off of some bullshit when it's really some real shit going down in my life. Spike, let me ask this question. I can call you weak for that, right? No. No, no, bro. <laughs> no, like you're trying it, but it's not it's not going, bro. But go ahead. Go ahead, school. My bad. Fight. Let me ask this: Have you ever worked resale? I have, man. I used to work at Walgreens. I worked at Kroger. You say you worked at Target, didn't you? Walgreens is my retail job. Oh, okay. I don't know. I said Target. I'm just curious. Target. Well, Target. I didn't really work retail. It was like more in the field, like electronics and shit. But yeah, Target. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I worked retail before. Okay. And I get it. Like I, I, I deal with those, bro. Like. I worked. I worked when I worked at uh, when I worked at Walgreens. It was in one of the richest neighborhoods in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like right, I was in a suburb of Nashville called Bellmead. I was a, a nigga, nigga. Like bro, I had gold teeth, diamonds in my gold teeth. Like I was a nigga. You should see the pictures. <laughs> yeah, there's just some pictures somewhere out there. Like I was yeah, a nigga, yeah. nigga. Yeah. And it it it, it never was. Um, I'm trying to be someone else, anything like that. I, I just went in there. I, it's all I know, nigga. It's where I'm from. Like, what's what we do where I'm from? Just so happen to have a job out here. Yeah. But I, I, I've definitely dealt with those situations in retail with 
in that area was mostly white rich white people like me you got me fucked up nigga. <laughs> like yeah like you got me like you you have no idea of the uh, levels of fucked up that you got me bro you know what you know I what and I, I, you know I what i know i've never worked in fast food though that's my i've I, never worked in fast food at all you know what i know what you experienced in uh in that rich part of when you was working at walgreens white what? people not putting money in your hand they put it on the counter Sit i on hate the counter. that shit bro that's, that, mm. and, and that was one of the shit. biggest disrespectful things you could do Condescending. Hate that. and you got nigga you got your hand out yes to take the money back hand. that's more disrespectful for me in any day than a nigga being like uh oh, this that and the third like in a, a nigga saying anything motherfucker just sitting their money down like uh oh, my hands too put, dirty for your your money. for you to put money in it like it's yeah um that's why i i i am very grateful for how technology is turning out with where you can just do the call apple it, pay and it, most people don't carry cash anymore hit that machine bro. man that was always one of my biggest pet peeves is that that is the biggest pet that's that for me, that was Man. the biggest pet peeve in retail. Well, let, let, let me check let out me. my hand out. I, I like I see, but even to when people think it's a white people thing, I've seen my mom do it though. I've seen my like grandma do it, and like, like I've heard uh, it's not like, actually a disrespectful the, thing though from the lineage of it. I've I, I heard somewhere yeah, it is. I, I I've seen that too. So, it's like they don't want to, but but we yeah, take but I, yeah, but yeah, working in retail as disrespect, just like we would take it. Yeah. Niggas a dollar twenty for the guacamole as right, right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let, let me put a bone it like this before we get out of here. Spike, school. We I'm gonna leave y'all with y'all last statement here. Um, everybody's gonna carry themselves how they gonna carry themselves. So no yep. matter what we say, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. We're not the definition. We're not the default for how, or we're not the controller of how black men black people people in general humans should carry themselves however if we're speaking to our community and just something you would like to see in this regard that's that's the way i'm phrasing what would you like to see in our behavior as far as how we carry ourselves in these spaces i'm gonna throw the ball in your court first school before we get out of here all right um Thank you for that. First off, thank you for having me. I, I love this. I love y'all, y'all brothers for for this uh, podcast. It's a beautiful thing, and I'm hoping to come back um, sooner than later. Um, but one of the things I want to see is just man, just that greeting. You know, when you walk into nine times out of ten, when you walk into a restaurant or any type of retail spot. They speaking to you. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Welcome to City Gear or Foot Locker or such and such. Man, speak back, man. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? That shit can make that can change a nigga's day. Like you said, That's Spike. So a nigga going true. through that. That is true. Uh, 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 that shit can change a nigga's whole mood. Like, damn, this nigga actually care. What's going on, bro? How you doing? Well, actually, I ain't doing too good, man. Mm-hmm. Shit, what's going on? Well, shit, we got this sale on this over here. Shit, maybe that is, you know, yes. like, I just want I'll, I, that backpack that we carry. I want them niggas to know I carry that backpack, too. Same and way. she, yeah, we might can unpack this bitch together and see what's going on, because we might have some similar shit going on. You feel me? Just get to know a motherfucker. That's all. Be nice. It goes a long way. I know it's cliche. It's cliche as fuck, actually. But. It, it, it really does go a long way. I'm telling you, I've I've every week that I work retail, once a week I have a customer or a guest that makes me go, damn, this is why I do this shit. 
This is why I do this shit. That lady right there, sweet as pie. She's the reason that I continue to have hope for the fucking world. So <laughs> we just need more people like that. What say you? What say you, Spike? For me, the book "Talking to Strangers" by Malcolm Gladwell. If you didn't get it the first time, it helped me understand a lot of this. Even to what Scoob just said, when I walk into a place where when I pay for my stuff and the motherfuckers at Chick-fil-A be like, uh, whatever it is that they say, pleasure to serve you or whatever. I always my pleasure. You. My pleasure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Like when I'm walking into a place, hey, welcome to Moe's. Hey, how y'all doing? Just to take the defense systems down of who you may perceive me as. Yeah, I may have had a bad day. Yeah, I may have, whatever it may be. And, and the, the, it, it may take a lot for this transaction to go as pleasurable as both of us want it to, but I do want you to know that I'm not being standoffish. I'm not being a dickhead. I just got shit going on. So yeah. if I can speak to you when I walk in and you say, hey, hey, how you doing? Like, that's very important for people, especially when we're trying to disarm them in the sense of thinking that all of y'all niggas are the same. Like, all of y'all, y'all like, like whatever it may be in the sense of as you spoke to school because you spoke to mo everybody's not the same when they walk through those doors so i want to show you that i have some sort of understanding of what's going on i'm not checked out i'm not thinking about my homeboy i'm not thinking about the argument that i had with my homegirl i do want to know you let you know that i'm willing to engage in a positive manner and i want you to treat me as such but the only way that people understand it is if you are, are willing to open the door when they do that too mm-hmm. so that was big school but as far as like you said when you walk into those places and they speak to you niggas speak back yep. don't be in your phone don't be doing the, the extra dumb shit like speak back like let motherfuckers know that you're present in the world yes one of the biggest problems that we have as black men especially because we so often ignored or overlooked is like understanding like i have a place in the world like when i walk mm-hmm. in the motherfucker like when a motherfucker address me i need to address them back yes it's just normal everyday human standard but we don't do that where we from or when we're confiscating uh amongst each other so we think that when we go out to other places and we don't do it it's normal and it's cool but no a motherfucker gonna look at you like school look at you like man what's up with this nigga like bro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spoke to this nigga this nigga out in his phone typing away texting listen away, so. That's that's one of the things that I would say again. The book Malcolm Gladwell talking to strangers. If you have the time to listen to it, it's on audio book. Check it out. Or if you want to read it, check it out. But that helped me a lot as far as understanding like the perception that I have of people who may come off as disrespectful, who may come off as dismissive. They may just be going through some shit, bro. Mm-hmm. So let me take a second. Let me ask another question. Let me figure it out before I go in on you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hold on, real quick. I'm sorry. I have to say this because we didn't touch base on this. So I want to, because you you just brought it up, Spike, and that was dope. So I just want to make this real quick. Get off y'all fucking phones, y'all. Please, bruh. Please stop. Stop going to restaurants and anywhere and on your phone and trying to order food. That is so disrespectful. Like, it's bad, bro. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we, everybody. That's white, black, blue, green. They yeah. all do it. They all do it. They all do it. So yeah, just we nice. gotta get out of that shit, man. That that conversation gonna be there unless a nigga calling you to tell you somebody important that like, yo, let me hit you right back about yeah, that. That's it. Click. That's it. Click. 
That's it. Give I me your hundred percent. That's yep. it. So um, that's all. Nah, that's that was a gem as well, both y'all. And lastly, I would just to to conclude is, um, I've been on both sides of it. I've been on the down. I've been the customer like going through something and run across somebody that I they might have done something simple and I felt myself wanting to react. Like bro, even when I got locked up, even when I got locked up. I didn't go crazy at the police because oh man, you got me fed up. Blah, blah, blah. No, I wasn't. I was. I'm having a moment. I, I, I'm, I'm out of pocket right now. Y'all doing y'all job. I don't. I don't even have to like you. I don't have to respect you. But at the end of the day, I'm not gonna snap on you because you're doing your job. Now, the attitude matters as well. I would say to my people that are having these moments, having these struggles, having these challenges. Give everybody that equal respect. You ain't got to be in a great mood, but you don't have to give them the energy that you're feeling because you're ordering food. Mm-hmm. You're ordering food. Let's keep that in perspective. You're or, you're ordering something that has nothing to do with everything you're going through. Be I, I believe in us as people that we're complex enough, that we're intelligent enough, we're smart enough, able enough, wise enough to be able to say, you know what? I got some shit going on. This nigga don't know what I got going on though. But I'm 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 just gonna order my stuff, even if I ain't that most happiest, whatever. I'm just gonna order my stuff and go on by my business. I just think that we can grow as people. It takes time. Everybody got different experiences. Like Spike said, everybody's not in the same place. And I know that's not gonna be the case with everybody, but I I believe in us as a people that we are complex enough to understand those things and to be able to say on a simple scale this nigga ain't got nothing to do with what I got going on so so let me just act different and that's our episode man uh, before we get out of here school where can they find you what you got going on bro oh man they can find us on YouTube where all where all podcasts are available the coach garden mm-hmm. uh uh, we got y'all. That's Ray and Rich uh, talking about TV, and I also have School's uh, Guilty Pleasures. You can find me on Instagram, uh, School Five Two One. Other than that, man, I'm with y'all. <laughs> I said that I was gonna bring this up with Rich and Mo. Your email got sixty nine in it, bro. You have to change it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad. Listen, I'm hey, glad yeah, you brought bro. that up. I told Rich. I told Rich and Mo. I was like, bro, this can't be the right email. This nigga got sixty nine at the end of this email. Like, nah. Ask me when my birthday is. He told me. He told me. You got to do zero six. You got to do zero six zero nine or something, bro. You get into this media space. I've been in it for a while. Like, trust me. Change that 69. I can't, change it. Can't, <laughs> it can't be 69, bro. My fucking like OnlyFans account or something. Even when I um I get my email to a job, I'll be like 69, but that's my birthday. That's my birthday. <laughs> like you're right. I gotta change that shit because I find zero six, that to people. Bro, do zero six zero nine or anything like that. Yeah. Just please not to change it. I'll be changing. Yeah. Cause I do it. I, I, I said that I was gonna they, they they told me to bring this up too. And I, I said that I would. That I yeah, wanted to make sure that as a loving brother of yours, yeah. man, as a fan, <laughs> yes, yes. To see you do well, man. What change that I gotta change my email. <laughs> yeah, change <laughs> Change that email with the 69 at the end. Yeah, exactly. Change that email with the 69 at the end of it, bro. That ain't gonna go over well. It's not. It's not. So, um, Spike, what you got going on? I know it's the top of the year. Anything coming out soon? Uh, Yeah, man. Dead End Sports starts back this week. Uh, On Deck will be back this week. 
um, a couple of reviews that I'll let you know about, of course, as we continue to record this and another week in the books, man. Y'all continue to send us the voicemails. Those are very inspiring for what we do. We use those as inspiration to mm-hmm. continue to build and cultivate episodes that you guys would want to hear. So all the voice notes, all the ideas that you guys have, continue to send those over because we want to be able to capitalize on those and continue to feed this community mm-hmm. that we're building. I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of media stuff. This is the most important thing that I do. And and, and I, I don't say that and lightly a lot at all. You say that to me. Absolutely. Like it, this is the most important thing that I do because not 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 only because of how it makes me feel talking to Mo here every week and when I'm able to have great guests like Schoolbone, but just in the sense of oh, the man, feedback that I get, bro. Like the feedback that we get from this. Like I have homeboys that I grew up with that we've never had conversations like this and they'll tell me like, bro, I, I love what you're doing. Like niggas that I wouldn't even expect. We had a reunion. Um, I didn't get to talk about this at the top. We had a reunion of our neighborhood. And like just mm-hmm. people that all grew up with us, all us older now, damn near 40, and just reminiscing about the times that we grew up. And a couple of them pulled me to the side and they're like, bro, I listen to the podcast, but this shit is this, this, this shit's therapeutic. It's helpful knowing that I know you and I know how you grew up and I know what you've been through. And to be able to sit here and talk about these things and me to get something from it, like it, it, it meant the world to them and it meant the world to me to be able to hear that. So again, this is one of the most important podcasts that I do, if not the most important podcast that I do. So continue to feed into this man, and we want to make this as big as possible. Mo, what you got? Yes, sir. Uh, I echo those same sentiments, man. It is the most important podcast that we do. I I agree. Uh, it's been a great journey. Um, yeah, I check that out. Uh, Good earners every Monday. Uh, we just put out our first episode this previous week. Funny episode. I listened to it. Hilarious as always. So go get your go get something that's a little more lighthearted, man. Uh, y'all can check out Roll the audio drama series. It's three seasons for free. Working on the audio book. It's already written. I just got to record. That's it. I got to record. Put it out. It's written, so uh, y'all stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, y'all can subscribe to that. Y'all can find us another week in the books on Instagram. Y'all can email us awitb2022 at gmail.com. Or y'all can even text or leave a voice note 470-318-5034. 470-318-5034. It is in our description. All that good stuff. School, thank you for tuning. Thank you for being on the show with us. And you are now a part of the uh this family. Author. Uh, he's an he author. Writing credits. He got he's writing credits. He got writing credits. He got illustration <laughs> credits. He's a character in this thing. So man, we'll be staying in touch. Man, we might even have to expand and open you up into the group chat. And uh, you hey. know, so we'll be we'll we'll be in it. So man, thank you so much for being on here, man. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this. Like I said, I I, I tuned in a little late, but I've been I've been rolling ever since. I love this pod. This is this is needed, bro. This is needed. Thank you for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's another week in the books. Yes, sir.